Hey y'all, welcome to Preach Into the Choir with your host, me, Jen Randall. You guys, it's the end of the season. I'm excited and also a little bit sad because I have so enjoyed talking with directors from all across America. But don't worry, we'll be back for season three this summer. But today's very special double-sized episode of Preaching the Choir podcast features someone I have been so excited to talk to since I started this podcast. Today's episode, we are going all the way out to California, my friends, and we are talking to Mr. Brendan Jennings. Burroughs has a strange amount of fame, not just in show choir world, but outside of it as well. They were part of the prototype for Glee when it started, as well as being the only group to have the distinction to have performed on Oprah. It was on my birthday, guys. (laughs) And also they have performed on Dancing with the Stars and other various television events. So it's truly fascinating to listen to Brendan talk about how they work and how they do things and how he and Jen create these incredible shows together. So I can't wait for you to hear this again, super length episode of Preach Into the Choir, season finale. Was like, oh, Brendan's the guy that you need to interview. And I was like, absolutely great. Oh. You all are saying that. So, yeah, everybody was really like, he's the dude. Oh, shucks. Doesn't <laughs> that make you feel nice? <laughs> all warm and cuddly inside. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the COVID situation because you specifically, I'm very interested to hear from because California is in a little bit of a different boat than everybody else in that most of the rest of Show Choir World actually managed to have some semblance of a season in 2020. Like some of it got cut maybe a little bit short or whatever, but like most Midwestern, especially schools, had a nearly full season. Y'all didn't even have a season last year because you guys don't start until March, right? Um, well, we had we had uh like a a, a little bit of a season. Right. A baby we had season. we had a baby season. <laughs> season we eight. had no our our season got canceled right after our pop show. Um, And we were really grateful to get through that because that's our big, big, big show of the season, Mm -hmm. which we do kind of early on Mm -hmm. because then all the rehearsal for it ends up preparing us for the rest of our competition season. Which makes good sense, yeah. Normally, we only go to one competition before that show. Mm -hmm. This year, because or last year, because the schedule was so wonky, we ended up scheduling two competitions before two of our four competitions were before our pop show. Okay, so you did so get to compete twice. We did get to compete twice, and we had our first outing, like, show not finished, right. like, disaster. And right. then we got our crap together and had our, like, show done, triumphant, like, moment. Yes. And then we got to do our pop show. Yes. And then our next thing that we were about ready to do is we were leaving for a tour of New York. Oh. Where we had we had rented a theater in Manhattan oh. to do a one night only show because we weren't cool competing. Thing. Oh. We were my two choirs with two choirs from Virginia um, and doing some like exchange kind of stuff. It was going to be super awesome. And then school got can't like the trip got canceled like yeah. a couple days before school got canceled. Yeah, and they shut everything down. Yeah, because New York shut yeah. stuff down quickly once Broadway was shut down. It was like bang, 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 right. everything. And this was be this was before that, mm, but like they were just yeah. 
seeing it. Ours, yeah, because we were like, our last day of school was like March 12th. Okay. And the New York, uh, that was just as the New York spike was starting to happen. Yeah. So like we would have been in New York during a terrifying time to be in New York. So yes. good job. Grateful on uh, that. <laughs> School district for canceling the trip because of course go. at the time we were all like what are you talking You're about worst. why are you doing yeah. this to us yeah exactly <laughs> uh but uh in in the end it ended up being a good thing mm-hmm. other than you know we are still haven't gotten refunded on all of the trip yeah elements. there's been so, so much there's... of that i've heard from people that just you know they're not even close it's... to getting anywhere near a majority of their money back yeah, it's been a challenge. Travel that has been a challenge. Travel industry has been interesting. So we, yeah. you know, my kids got their whole fall season. They got yeah. two competitions. They got pop show. That we missed out on. Obviously, we didn't get to the like end season big competitions yeah. where we compete against Los Alamos Burbank. I was gonna say where it's the three of you just battling it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, like that never happened. Um, yeah. And we. And you didn't get to host your one, own, obviously, right? The one we didn't get to host our own, right. which. That was a lot of money loss. I um, imagine. So, like, we didn't really get to see a lot of show choir because the early competitions are a little bit smaller. But yeah. um, we kind I mean, we kind of made up for it. At the end of the season, we mm-hmm. hosted a virtual West Coast show choir finale yes. event and kind of let everybody showcase whatever. Mm-hmm shows they yeah. had like whatever they had available and mm-hmm. that was that was kind of fun um it was a little bit of a catharsis to yeah. the end of the year and getting to like tiny bit of support closer. each other and like watch other people's shows that they didn't get to see yeah. and you know have it we did some like live discussions with directors and choreographers yeah. and it was it was something yeah it was something but um yeah it last the end of last year sucked and of course everybody was you know really upset for the class of 2020 mm-hmm. and even at that time in my head I was like next year's gonna be worse the class of 2021 is gonna get it worse yeah so, you're smarter than a lot of us were I don't think a lot of us really put that together I certainly didn't hadn't even crossed my mind I had hope like I had hope mm-hmm. there was hope but uh the pessimism yeah. <laughs> inside ended up being Crushed the them. correct <laughs> ended up being the correct uh the correct thought Mm -hmm. and you know it's a double-edged sword living in California like I I love living here and I love uh being in you know maybe the most liberal state yeah oh yeah Uh, at the same time then when it comes to this like we like we're real liberal take it real seriously we are not gonna open schools we believe science (laughs) (laughs) and we're also you know us particularly we are in Los Angeles like I you know we're only like 10 minutes north of downtown are you in Burbank yeah yeah yeah. yes in in Burbank proper okay yeah we're in Burbank proper Mm -hmm. and you know the population the population density of our area is insane yes and so we are going to have like dangerous amounts of community spread Mm -hmm. and it it eventually you know it it just it happened and you can't you can't control it and if we were back in school um it would have made it so much worse. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no bones about it. Like mm-hmm. they people, pe- they've got like all kinds of political pressure on both sides. Yep. Pediatri- pediatricians saying mm-hmm. that the kids should be back in school. Mm-hmm. Like look at these numbers. The the schools in California that have go back that have gone back are, you know, have really low rates of of 
of transmission. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, because schools exactly yeah. they're rural they're in ex, they're either rural in super low population density areas, <laughs> or they're super wealthy private schools oh, well, with really awesome facilities. Yes. And Who all are the money testing kids once a week, you know, and all that stuff. And teachers and putting up like mm-hmm. fiberglass barriers mm-hmm. and re- installing like UV filtering on their ventilation systems. Yeah. And do you think LA Unified or Burbank Unified yeah. has the money? Like, I ha- one of my feeder teachers had to move out of her middle school classroom for a year okay. because there was like black air coming out of the <gasps> ventilation system. Oh my gosh. Like, if I turn the heater on in my classroom, which luckily we're in California, we don't really (laughs) need it that often. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you right now, when I'm teaching there without, Mm -hmm. like, because I'm teaching from my classroom, but on Zoom, uh, and without 50 choir kid bodies in there, Mm -hmm. it's an icebox. It's, like, colder than outside. Oh, yeah. So when we do get, like, 40, 50 degree days, Mm -hmm. it's, like more like high 30s in my classroom yeah if i if i turn the heater on it essentially smells like burning rubber (laughs) that can't be healthy (laughs) something about that is not normal they're like it's fine to go back to school as long as you uh you know have masks i'm Mm -hmm. like okay high school kids can do that but probably the elementary kids do we trust them to keep their masks on sure if they're if they're appropriately distanced i'm like Mm -hmm. In what school are they appropriately distanced? Like, we have tiny little classrooms. My classroom is built for probably, like, 28 to 32, and I've got 58. Yeah, not even close. So, like, they're not distanced. And and solid ventilation systems. I'm like, nope, nope, don't got that either. either. (laughs) Not that either. (laughs) So... So you guys haven't been back in the building with kids since March last year, correct? Since March 12th. And that will blow some people's minds that are listening to this. Because I can tell you from interviews I've had and conversations I've had, and even just where I am currently, like I'm in a a large metropolitan area in Dallas-Fort Worth. And we've been back since August. Now, parents can choose if they want virtual or in-person. But there's been some version of in-person in all of our districts since the beginning of the school year. And I know that Indiana's that way. Ohio's that way. Um, you know, Nebraska's that way, Iowa, Illinois, Chicago area specifically, interestingly, is a lot like where you guys are. They've been really strict. But the South, we're just not even wearing masks anymore on stage. Half the pictures I see, I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) No, it's literally like the Wild Wild West. When I see that stuff, I am both super happy for all those kids and, and directors and also really jealous and angry um for my kids and and also you know frankly don't really know what's right yeah like the truth is somewhere in the middle the, the research will happen you know 10 years from now posthumously um it's just it's kind of just like who would have died if we were back in school yeah no you that's know? a very real I, thing yeah i don't i don't know and would it have been worth it mhm like and 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 is 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 would there be you know is it possible that it would be worth it Pro- like that's kind of like the California perspective like yes. if one if one teacher or staff member dies or one student or one student's parent was dies worth it was it worth it no mm-hmm. because schools aren't closed mm-hmm. in person learning is closed but mm-hmm. schools aren't closed mm-hmm. 
it's it's different. It's harder. Mm-hmm. We get it. Students are at the end of their rope. There yes. are mental health issues. We're you know we're trying to chase that around. Yes. But they you know they are still learning, and it, if if it saves lives, then it's it's what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So not the fun answer, of course. Not the not the fun answer. No, I mean, and I think that that's I mean where my own personal opinion on that lies. Where I just feel like. Let's just do what we can to keep everyone as safe as we can since we don't have all the great answers. Let's err on the side of keeping, you know, everyone as safe as we can, Um, which is not a popular opinion in some places in America right now. And so I certainly I've said on here before, I do not envy teachers who are in heavily divided areas where you've got like people fighting on both sides as booster parents, you know, yelling at you to have your event, yelling at you to not have your event. I'm pulling my kid. They're not riding that bus. You know, like I don't, I, I'm grateful I'm not sitting in that situation. And I think probably you feel on some level grateful that you're not having to man those choices, but also it's I so do. hard to watch other people getting to have that opportunity to, to do yeah. those things. Yeah. I, I do. I do feel grateful that my, about the decisions that my yeah. school district has made. I think they have prioritized safety. Yeah. I think they're doing everything they can uh, to, to support students and teachers yeah. while we're in a very difficult, you know, yes. format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just hoping that like we're at the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. kind of moment that, you know, people are getting vaccinated faster and faster. It's starting to feel that way, isn't it? I the, feel I feel the, that way anyway. I, oh, I it's it's true. Yeah. No, I think it, I've, I have got a couple of parents that are like really crazy, like tracking it with spreadsheets and like yeah. pulling data and like doing projections. <laughs> and, you know, like I'm like, Time I don't on. know that you're really the expert, <laughs> but um, it does it, it there. And and in Los Angeles, the testing did ramp up in an incredible way. Yes. Like testing was incredibly easy mm-hmm. and free and quick yep. to get yes. in Los Angeles. If you wanted to be tested, you could you could be tested. I was probably tested like seven or eight times. Yeah. How many times did you decide I, you had it and decided to get a test? No, not even because I oh, decided not that. I had okay. it. Because we would get tested uh if we needed to like get together for oh, a reason like yeah. there's people make sense in in the theater industry in the entertainment entertainment industry that were getting again tested yes every week or every couple of days so yes. that they could keep certain productions open yes on a very small scale like if i like want, needed to get together with a couple of friends and we wanted to like do a in person weekend thing yeah. like we would just all get tested yeah mhm to to be extra safe and you had the ability Uh, to do that because it was and we had the ability to do that so like i feel good about like because they were you know a lot of people railing about how the the slow vaccine rollout or whatever is happening i'm like no once once los angeles gets really rolling on the vaccines it's only about like at this point, it's only about getting doses. Yes, mm-hmm. getting them because in your hands because they'll go in people's they're arms. Pausing, yep. mm-hmm. They're pausing vaccination sites saying like, sorry, we don't have any doses right now. But as soon as we get doses, they're in arms mm-hmm. as fast as the government can send them to mm-hmm. us. And so that, you know. I mean, that's I, I another feel, one. Of I feel those... good about that. Like we're, we're, we're getting there and it's, it's helping. And I feel 
hopeful that we will be back to in-person learning Mm -hmm. in August. Oh, I think you guys will. I mean, I obviously know Crystal Ball and I tend to be overly hopeful about things, but I, based on everything you're saying and what I see from my friends and family who live there, I agree. And like you were saying earlier. And our governor is like, our governor is like, we want schools to open before the end of the school year. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's not going to happen. Probably not. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. I'm like teachers, teachers unions and school districts and parents there, there's like there's a buy-in now they're they're not on the side yeah they're not on that side they well, you'd have to they, do it in like march it'd be like the last quarter of the year i mean just getting all of that together right. i mean that's insane right. you're just, gonna yeah. you're gonna change it for the last few weeks like no. better 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 strategy and what i think will happen is we're gonna start to be permitted to do like extracurricular yes um, on campus, maybe outdoor. Mm-hmm. Like I might actually get to see my kids yeah. uh, in some type of optional non-class related mm-hmm. activity by getting together. Yeah. They'll figure out a way to do graduation, mm-hmm. you know, in the stadium with people spread out. We with did people that even last like, year. Like they're going to yeah. figure out. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I know. I know. That's. I, but again, remember where I live. So, like, yeah. as you were saying, you live in one of the most conservative or liberal states. And <laughs> I'm the opposite. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, you're right. There are so many things that can be done once you get to that position where the rates have moved down enough that people feel comfortable attempting things if everyone is masked. Like, there's a yeah. lot of things you'll be able to do. So let's just yeah. let's keep our curriculum on the path mm-hmm. that we're prepared to, to take it. Yes. And, and don't mess with things. But then mm-hmm. let's add some really good cherries on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the kids are going to feel a lot better mm-hmm. about you know, my kids, sure, they would have loved to have gone to yeah. a competition this season or to have, like dance with each other in person and mm-hmm. gone on a bus. Like, of course. But at this point, if we got to sit in a big circle in the quad we would take and it. like <laughs> sing a song together, there would be sobbing tears of joy. Yes. Because that's, I mean, I've said this to many people as well, just that you're, you're preserving the feeling of show choir at that point, you know, like, yes, you're not getting to do the activities, but the, but the emotion and the feeling and the, you know, what it brings forth in you is still there, you know, whether you don't get to compete or not. So like you said, just yeah. sit in a circle <laughs> at the end of the season. Right. And we are still doing a competition, a virtual competition set. Okay. And we're, we, we are, uh, one part of hosting a virtual competition series. Okay. Very cool. So, they are, you know, still doing again, things. Yes, we are still doing things. Mm-hmm. They are they're non ranked competitions. Yes, which is probably like, best for this year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what fairness is there in in almost any area there between school district? There's there's no fairness. So then, it's if you take away apples the, and kumquats or apples and it, Ferraris, I mean, there's just no comparison right, to anybody. Exactly, at this point. apples like, and and a wrench. Yeah, <laughs> literally, just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so. As soon as you take rankings yes. away, which mm-hmm. aren't the most important thing no. anyways ever. That's not the part they care about in the long run. Then it doesn't – now there's there's no rules. Right. Like we're hosting the series of four competitions yeah. that start mid-April and go to mm-hmm. the end of May. Mm-hmm. And the the schools that are registering for are, – are asking me all kinds of questions and everything is like – well, am, am I allowed to use, like, yes. karaoke tracks, or does it have to be, be my band? I'm like, we don't care. There's no ranking. Are, <laughs> what it, are, do we have to shoot it all in, like, one shot, or mm-hmm. can they be, like, in individual Zoom boxes? I'm like, 
we don't care. Yeah. Whatever your question is, there's no rules. Yeah. Just do what works for you because everyone gonna... has a different level of what's working for them right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Submit a video and then we're going to applaud what you were able to accomplish mm -hmm. however, at whatever level it was. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. yes, a lot of freedom and and a lot of confusion, but it's okay. I think that's it. We're just, we're, we're trained to do the other. Right. It's really hard to and see we're, outside that. We're, we're trying to couple our events mm -hmm. with live experiences for the kids. Like we're bringing all yeah. the kids, you know. 250, 500, I don't even know how many kids it'll be mm -hmm. from a bunch of choirs into a Zoom. Yeah. And like, we're literally just going to do like Zoom games with yeah. them and allow them to like meet each other. Yeah. Because why not? Isn't that, that's what they're really missing. Yep. They miss standing getting in the hallways. The bus and, and then doing seeing all the... the kids from those other schools <laughs> and like getting to talk to them. Yes. That's what's really missing. Exactly. So we're focusing on that mm -hmm. and like some some workshops and master classes and mm -hmm. experiential stuff for the kids instead of like yeah. sit down and watch a show like, oh, okay, well, there's yeah. a lot of virtual shows going on. There's plenty there of that. There are, yes. Mm -hmm. But you're creating, like you said, something of a connection, a social experience for them. And that's, that's we're the try we're, we're trying. You're going to. I faith in you. Again, my hope is for you. You're going to do this. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, with COVID all aside, and like I said, that was very fascinating. I knew that your answer was going to be a little different than what we'd heard from anybody else. Um, let's talk about how you yourself got to this position. How you? What was your path to becoming a choir and show choir professional? So you can start back as far as you want. <laughs> it's like uh, I was born on the, day, <laughs> on the day of my birth. Please start uh, there. <laughs> honestly. I mean, let's try to make it pretty, let's try to make it short. So like. Were you an always know person? Like, were you somebody who always knew? Not exactly. Okay. Um, but I did like memorize all the songs at Sunday school at a really young age. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was like, oh, okay, music is a thing. An aptitude. Yeah. Then uh, like, I don't know probably didn't lie about my age but like convinced the children's choir to take me like a year early okay and so sang in like children's choirs and did music programs and stuff yeah. through my ch church uh throughout my childhood mm -hmm. then in fifth grade just happened to be like one of one of my good friends was the middle school choir teacher's son oh and we were the same grade and so I just kind of got swept up into middle school show choir um, in in Burbank because I, I was went to say, school. You went there, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I actually went. I actually was on the path to go to Burbank High. Okay. I was uh, went to Muir Middle School. Okay. And my teacher Pam Poliat was awesome, um, and we, you know, that was kind of like the beginning of yeah. learning about all the things music was right. there in that middle school program really like opened my eyes. And then at the time there really wasn't a pro program, a choir program at Burbank high. So okay. like the, the, the feeder that feeds into Burbank high, it was just kind of a weird pipeline over to Burroughs okay. because my teacher, Mary Rago was at Burroughs and she had been at Muir middle school before she oh. went to Burroughs. Okay. 
And so the teacher that came in after her was was Miss Poliot, and mm-hmm. they were there the same kind of the same number of years. Mm-hmm. And so she would just be like, "We'll just go audition for Burroughs and get a permit to go there." Ah, okay. So she would send all of her best kids over to Burroughs because that's who had the strong choir that program. Makes sense. Yeah. And so that kind of that happened, and mm-hmm. I went over to Burroughs, and it was like one year later mm-hmm. that an, another former student of Mary Rago who had been at a different middle school, mm-hmm. took over the program at Burbank High School. Okay. And started the modern day show choir right. program Right, what we at see Burbank. there now. So, mm-hmm. And then things kind of all just shifted around and the feeders like just started sending kids to the right school. Mm-hmm. And then another good middle school teacher came in and then all of a sudden we had, you know, all the middle schools yeah. and high schools had great music teachers. Yeah. And like serious even programs. <laughs> elementary school, elementary school music had all been canceled due mm-hmm. to budget cuts. Oh sure, you know, it's not. But important. we got it, uh, of course. God. It's it's, ha- it's happening it again. I know. About I half know. our about half our elementary music teachers got fired this Jeez. year. Um, but uh, yeah. So it was happening while I was in high school, sort of the blossoming of the, the BUSD. That's neat to see. Like district uh, music focus and elementary music was being brought back Mm -hmm. and teachers were getting hired and an arts, arts foundation started in the district and everything kind of grew up. And then, so I went, you know, I went to Burroughs. I, I was the student president my senior year. Of course you were. We competed at, we competed at Showstoppers. Can I ask won- what year you were, like, when did you graduate? Yes. My freshman year, we we won Showstoppers Los Angeles, oh. 1997. Okay, okay. We, we did not think we were going to win. Carolina Spirit was, like, their the last year of their director. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were incredible. And we, mm-hmm. you know, saw them tap dancing, and we were like, that was we're totally the thing these at the time, friends. <laughs> weird. We were like these doing this weird California stuff. Sure. Um, but we could sing. Mm-hmm. We could sing, sing our patooties off. You guys can sing. And, sing with an A. Sang. And then we hosted Showstoppers Nashville the next year. Okay. And then my junior year, we went to Showstoppers Orlando. And we won't talk okay. about that long, yeah. long, long story program sort of falling apart at that point, like some real jerk kids that like took yeah. it down, did bad stuff. Um, and so then my senior year was like we were terrible, but we had a lot of fun. But you were the president, so that's all that matters. But I was the president, so it was my job to make it fun. And yes. I learned I learned a lot from the experience because I had a lot of opportunity for leadership. Totally. And then when I went to college, it was like deciding between business schools, which had been like my life yeah. plan my whole childhood. I was like super into math. I was in like math competitions. Wow, congratulations. Like You know, don't remember any so of it few now. Of us, I was gonna say. But was really into that. But then at the same time, by the end, by my senior year, I had just got really like gotten the choir bug. Yeah. So then I was applying to music schools as a vocal performance major. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a challenge because it was like deciding between, you know, USC and NYU oh, well. for vocal for vocal performance. Like, yeah. do I want to be in New York? Do I want to be in LA? Yeah. Versus like UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. 
for business because right. I applied to like half and half. Mm-hmm. And in the end, oddly, what made the decision for me was that um, Mary Rago and Jen Unjin, who's uh-huh. the artistic director when I was in high school. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Young. She was early I was going to say, in, she early couldn't in her career. have been more than like 12, but okay. <laughs> yeah, early in her career. Yes. Um, and they had asked me to come back on the staff when I was a senior. They were like, oh. when you graduate, we want you to come back and like help teach the summer camp and maybe do stuff for us during the school what year. What a cool thing. Oh, and yes. so I said to myself, well... USC has a really good business school. I could always change majors if I want, but Mm -hmm. I'm accepted as a vocal performance major. I got a really good scholarship, and it's real close. Yeah. So So go Trojans. I'm going to go there. (laughs) Go Trojans. (laughs) And that way I'll still be able to work at Burroughs as as a college kid and make some money and learn this gig to see if that's what I want to do. And then I got to... USC and you know jumped into the opera world Mm -hmm. really quickly decided that it was not what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. I was like because foreign languages aren't my thing yeah it's a very different world yeah (laughs) turns out that's kind of important yes if you want to sing a lot of Italian opera they want you to like speak Italian yeah you know um just the little details of the things that I didn't know at least good faking you know yeah uh so Ended up switching around majors a lot. Ended up in music education. Okay. By the end, started an acapella group at USC. That Which was one? also a, a reverse osmosis. Oh my gosh! That you know that? How cool! Yeah. They've got a cool acapella tradition there at that school. That's yeah. That's they very do. Neat. Wow. Okay. Okay. So learned a lot. Learned a lot from that, mm-hmm. and uh, was working at Burroughs. They my. My freshman year of college, they called me up like at Christmas and were like, we're canceling the men's show choir unless you come and take it over. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the boys are just so out of control. None of the choreographers want to work for them. So you're going to have to dire- direct and choreograph. What? <laughs> but so when you're I that age, in... you're like, absolutely, I can do all of that. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> and they're like all my friends that I just graduated from yes. high school with. So then... I learned classroom management from screaming at the top of my lungs at my friends for I mean, the next I the deep end. Someone just threw you years. in the deep end of classroom management if you've got a men's show choir. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A men's after school show choir Ooh. that needed needed a show like within a month Baptism to start competing fire, and had nothing. <laughs> um, and, you know, by the time I was student teaching yeah. at, at Burroughs and at our, our feeder middle school. Okay. When I was finishing that uh, finishing that program, Mary Rago came to me and Jen Unjin, and she said, I'm going to retire in one year. I have one year left, and you cannot take a teaching job anywhere else. Otherwise, you'll fall in love with the kids, and, you'll, and you won't come back. And so I want you to take over this program. I will hire you to do everything I can possibly give you money for. So you can try to sustain yourself. But you're going to have one year without a teaching gig. You're going to have like one year without a teaching gig and you're going to need to get another job. So I got a job working for Jen Unjin's uh, now now ex-husband in real real estate. Oh, oh, okay. And did real estate for a year. Do you have to get your license and everything too? 
No, I was oh, like okay. a, he okay. was the, a, a broker and I was like a broker's assistant. Got it. So okay. All right. I was like, well, I was just helping cold. like manage properties, manage transactions. Yes. I just learned, learned a lot about the industry, yeah. but also six months in, I was like, cause no. when I started, I was like, I'm so tired of teenagers. Yes. And then six months in, I was like, I never want to work with adults <laughs> again. Because honestly, they're just grown up teenagers who don't realize that they're still teenagers. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, when somebody calls you on the phone and before you even say hello, they start screaming about their money. Oh my gosh. In a real estate transaction and that they're losing blah blah blah, like couldn't do it. And your expected response doesn't involve any profanity back at them and you're supposed to be nice to them. It's it's like a it's like a level of <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what to call that. A level of patience and kindness does not that... possess in your body. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, like adults, especially adults dealing with l- large sums of money, they can be really awful. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Everybody thinks teenagers are awful. Actually, teenagers are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're the most loving, incredible, forgiving creatures. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. Best friends oh, yeah. who hate have a fight and hate each other yes. but then all it takes is like one good conversation and they're like hugging and crying I have literal people in my mind as you're saying that I can picture who Adul- done that adults yes. don't do that no. adults hold grudges mm-hmm. we adults cut people don't... out of our lives mm-hmm. exactly they yep. don't forgive they don't forget nope. teenagers are it's just the perfect age mm-hmm. I, I love that they're almost adults and yes. they understand some level of personal responsibility, mm-hmm. but they're not adults that are set in their ways yes. and they're, they're still moldable. They're pliable. And still teachable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't even think I would want to really teach college kids. I've wondered that about myself, honestly, quite a people, bit. Yeah. People kind of like ask that and yeah. I'm like, knowing what yeah. my college experience was like, <laughs> I really didn't. Like, I absorbed some of what my teachers wanted me to, but, like, I didn't really, I didn't want it in the same way. <laughs> yes. It's a I don't different know. time. It's a very different <laughs> time a, in your life. It's a very interesting time in yes. anybody's life. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not sure that I want to be the, like, classroom experience yes. on the on the boring side of that experience. Mentoring, maybe. I, yeah, but full-time yeah, classrooming, like, if, I, I don't know. Like, professor, <laughs> like, yeah. I could I could probably do it. Maybe there's a way, maybe there's a situation, but yeah. I just, I love high school kids. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I took over that program, and it's been 15 years. Well, you took over that program when you were 23 years old, is what you're telling me. Yeah. What in the universe? Do you look back now and go, what were they doing? Or do you look back and just say thank you? You know, or like, I guess you'd already been uh, working with him for four years. So that's a little different. Not more than four, more than four years, yeah. actually. So it's uh, a little different. Like, because it took me a fifth to get. Yeah. Uh, get the teaching credential. Yeah. It was all weird. Because I got, I ended up with two bachelor's degrees. Oh, um, sure. Why not? Because one was done before I realized I wanted the music ed ones. So. Yes, and you're like, guess I'll just do this. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep going, which is, it actually worked out really well because yeah. I graduated with the first bachelor degree, uh-huh. and then all of the units that I got for the second bachelor's and the teaching credential were considered postgraduate for my stepping column Get pay out. in Burbank Unified. That worked out so super well. I started with like 35 post-grad units and started in like column three or whatever 
and it's not really worked out that, okay for you. <laughs> that was it. Really, it really did work out. I'm so glad We're I graduated with you. that first degree. <laughs> and I think it was like it was a world music history class that I had to take to graduate with that degree that okay. I wouldn't have had to take if I had just abandoned it. Got it. And so I like think about how much of a pain in the ass that class was mm-hmm. and then am grateful right. every day that I chose to do that <laughs> instead of be lazy. Right, because it would have cost you money in the long run. Like, honestly, if yeah, you had not done that. so A ton of money. Great. And now, now I, you know, I did a, a master's uh, degree in choral conducting. Mm-hmm. And now Where'd you do that? I'm all, uh, at Cal State LA because mm. they have a summers only program. That is California. Not UC- that's not UCLA. Those are different. That's things. not UCLA. University Those are of California, Los Angeles is UCLA, right? Correct. I, I know California that shouldn't have been that hard for State, my brain, but <laughs> California State University system at Los Angeles, which is now a uh, government-run, military doctor-run COVID uh, vaccination site. Really? Okay. One of one of Biden's ten yes. like military-run mm-hmm. sites. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one in Arlington. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, That's it was it was a really cool. They have an incredibly cool master's program. It's a three summers very smart program that started as like a summer camp. Oh, for choral directors, it was a, more of like a conference mm-hmm. kind of get mm-hmm. together. Which Mary Rago and went to the first one. Yeah. Ironically, my men, my mentor, um, and they turned it into a master's program, and it essentially brings professors from different universities together to teach over the summer so the head of the program um is usually the head of the choral program at the head of the choral program at cal state la is the co-head and then the other head of the program is don brenniger who is a total total choral genius and mastermind and he's who i went to study with and but they bring professors from USC, UCLA. They bring He's very smart different teachers together. And because it's in the summer, you can apply from anywhere. Yeah. And they they have dorms that you could live in if you need to live in. Is it like six weeks in the summer, or is it seven? Whole, seven. Okay, it's but seven. yeah, part of the summer. Okay. Yeah, seven weeks, three summers. They have like one cohort each year, okay. so it's like ten-ish people, mm-hmm. which is then thirty. That becomes the choir. Oh, that neat. you then get to conduct. Oh, you get to conduct a choir of, of amazing adult direct. What? Yes, this and is a really cool idea. I love that. Yeah, the heart of the program is in, um, because you have the rehearsals where mm-hmm. you get a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. first and second years. Uh, share like mm-hmm. one day a week rehearsals and the third years get yeah. one a day to themselves mm-hmm. and you do that every week but then on Thursdays they have what's called conducting rounds Okay, and each week is a different year and it's essentially the entire professor core okay. sitting in the back of the room and all of your colleagues sitting in the choir and you go up to the podium and they ask they ask you what what's what what's your issue what's your conducting issue yeah and you have to take you have to kind of like self-diagnose what problem you're having yeah. like what, what when i'm conducting i'm trying to get this sound but okay. it's not what i'm getting okay 
and what are you showing mm-hmm. that's not getting you what you want mm-hmm. and then they have you conduct and then the professors completely like pick you apart which yeah. is terrifying yeah. but it's like but cool but they're loving yeah. it's loving but it's confronting mm-hmm. and they're hardcore about it mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of the times the issue that you thought you had is not the not issue the- that you have <laughs> And they Just like kidding. they cut to the core of of everything that you do. I mean, it's it's physical, it's musical. I'm sold. I'm coming next summer. I highly I <laughs> highly recommend. My husband will be like, "I'm sorry, you're doing what?" <laughs> yeah, but that is so. I, I I love first of all that they're doing summers because I think more schools, more colleges and universities need to realize that. Hello, we are teachers. Like. Like, I can't give up this job to do your master's program. I don't have money to eat the food if I do that. So, like, (laughs) it's going to be important. So, summers, yes, please. And the notion of bringing in other people, um, that's huge for me. Because that's honestly been something that stopped me from pursuing some of those things. It's like, you'll look and there's one person at the university here. Like, okay, I would want to study with that person. But there's just, like, this one person you'd want there. And that's just – that's a lot of time, money, and effort to spend getting one person's opinion for three years. If you're getting all of this, like you're saying, not only those professors, but what you're describing with, like, the cohorts also bouncing off and giving information. I mean, that's that's a, that's yeah. a super smart model. I love that. Well, and okay, so you've been at – Burroughs this entire time of your whole career, right? And yeah, um, never, never had another teaching job. No, but I mean, I don't think that's bad. I just that's so interesting to me because I know, at least for me, my first couple of years they were some interesting times, friend. So, like, do you ever feel like? I mean, the kids yeah. graduate, and so people so, roll over. But you know, I also, I also like blacked out my first couple of years of teaching. Like, As you I said, don't really re- state. <laughs> don't really remember what happened. What I remember is that. M- m- Mary retired. Okay. I don't think it was honestly on purpose, but the freshman the freshman class that she had as her final year, uh-huh. the freshman class, okay. was like one of the most incredible classes of kids that had Burroughs gotcha. ever had. And so they were my sophomore, they were sophomores, juniors, and seniors my first three years. Got it. And so my first year, it was like, Mr. Jennings doesn't know what he's doing. And the senior class, my first year, mm-hmm. they took on that their job was to, like, help me and protect me. Okay. And they took it on. Okay. And the Burroughs program was set up, like, and st- and still kind of is, because we'll bring in a new choreographer. And they're like, what if it's not good? I'm like, honestly, the system is set up to that nobody fails. Yeah, the system will like, protect it at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there there are, you know, vocal clinicians that we bring in mm-hmm. that like will correct things. There are other mm-hmm. choreographers and artistic directors and booster club people like everybody is making sure that everybody has success. Mm-hmm. And so my first year I while I was flailing around and Mary was gone, like artistic director Jen like she took a strong role in making sure that things were still successful I mean she had a show I can still hear she it. had a show planned out um that was like way more weird and burrowsy okay and was like you know what no like we need to win next year we need to do well okay so like let's change that and like make it a little bit more competition judge friendly Mm -hmm. so that 
Brendan does well and the kids buy into it. Yes. And she She was smart. She, That's very, she maneuvered I mean, it. Not that I not that I doubted that, but that was a really smart plan. Yeah. And then and then after one year, like then we had this class of kids that were now juniors mm-hmm. that were just unreal and the talent was kind of crazy. And then that started it started a run of, you know, some of our most iconic shows. The uh, yeah. Our our two thousand eight my second year was our circus <laughs> show which that was like a big success for us. We had some, we beat, you know, we had some big wins that year. And then my, my third year in was the 2009. That was your third year of teaching there. Oh my God. Yeah. Who made up all the rules. Uh, Vogue Madonna got us on Oprah. I was just about to accost you with that. Um, So first of all, let me just say, because I didn't say this earlier. Um, California showgirl is my happy place. Like when I want to model like Texas after like when I started here and everybody's like, oh, you know about showgirl. And I became like the showgirl girl and people would ask me questions. The first thing I would go show them and I'm like, listen, this is not achievable year one, but I want you to see why this gets in my blood. The video I would send them is pretender. Like every time. It's just there was no other. There were plenty of other videos that were great and people did cool stuff. But Pretender, like, blew my mind in a way that, like, and I'm, this is, I'm, if you do not know this, first of all, I'm surprised that you're listening to this podcast, because I think if you're enough of a show queer geek to be listening to this, you probably know what I'm talking about. So this is 09, right? This is, that's the year it was for you. 2009. Okay, so, um, he's talking about being on Oprah. That's the thing. You can go look it up. They were on Oprah April 7th that year. I know that because that's my birthday. And I felt like oh, that hi. was a sign that show choir was on Oprah on my birthday. I was like, well, I don't know what it's a sign of, but that's a great thing. <laughs> and the closer that year is Foo Fighters Pretender. And it is, dude, it's one of the like, I just don't, I don't have words. I'm so obsessed with that. It's one of my top three favorite well, songs of all time. Let me let me make clear that all all of the powerhouse shows are designed by Jen Unjin. And I do know that and thank you for saying that cuz we need to say that to her too. <laughs> yes, we have and and honestly the California California Show Choir, that thing that people call it's California her. Show Choir, it's her. Mm-hmm. Um That is very true. We we were they were pushing the envelope and losing Mm-hmm. And and getting you know torn apart for it. Yeah, but what a great years, place to be in. Let's push the right. envelope and do the years. Crazy, you know, years before I was the director. Yes, and the things that they would do mm-hmm. eventually became like judges eventually started to get it. Yes, and when the judges start to get it and it starts to be rewarded on stage, mm-hmm. that's when everybody else goes. We could do. Oh. That. <laughs> Like it not not only like we could do that, but almost like we have we to do, do that, that. Yeah. to mm-hmm. like to to keep up with it. Yes, and the, the complexity of arrangements and the mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the avant gardeness, the strangeness of music choices, yes. and the through line of theatrical mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stories and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was starting to happen much earlier. Yes. And we only then had, we they were starting to have some success, you know, in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. but then the, that 2008, 2009, yeah. 
being such a big success, it kind of like it exploded that out. Yeah. And we we pretty much all have Jen Unjin to thank for it. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, you're the one in the that, chair. I would certainly tell her that, that if being, she were sitting here. But. Yes. That being said, that being said, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of like how the, where the program came from and, yeah. and grew to, grew towards. Um, you guys are just very able... clearly excellent collaborators. I mean, like it doesn't continue, even if you have someone brilliant like Jen, you, she has oh, to yeah. have someone like you that is there also guiding the vision, also cultivating the right, vocal because... work and on the, you know, the, the program from the middle school up, you know, like that's, yeah, you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, I when she has ideas, <laughs> sometimes sometimes they make me shake my head, sure. and sometimes I burst into tears. And like, <laughs> she, she she if you, she knows if she can get me, then she can like get an right. audience. So well, yeah, I mean, and somebody just, has to play that role. So <laughs> I'm a I'm a good sounding board. Mm-hmm. My 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 specialty is making other people's visions come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm good at that. And that's and, a very key important element. And, uh, and I think I can teach kids to sing. A I was going to say, so, uh, it's not like your kids are crappy at singing. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't ba- feel that even way. back, <laughs> even back in, even back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, I've just had a lot of great teachers that I learned from starting with Mary Rego and going through all the professors and, and experiences that I've had. And so, well, and I, we can I, maybe credit, I think, Mary with some of this, too. But I think one of the, the big things for me in California show choir that I think is different than the Midwest that I'm I'm just begging daily to see out of more groups across the country is the notion of stylistically appropriate um, tone quality and sound based on the music that you're doing. Um, you know, pop music is not the same. It's not the same. The source material is different. The style of singing is a little bit different. First of all, good singing is good singing. I don't think that... It's not like you're promoting bad singing or something like that, but it's it's nope. different, and it's okay that it's different. You should not sound the same way when singing a Bach, a, you know, chorale as you sound when you're singing Pretender, for example. It's just not the same, and that's not happening everywhere in America yet. And I think you do a great job of that, and and teaching your kids that, and certainly most of the. The big three we were talking about as far as the California groups, it's just, it's a different feeling when you're in the room and listening to you guys than what I get when I'm pretty much anywhere else in America. More people have jumped on board, for sure, and and get are getting on board with that notion, but um, I would love to see that continue. That's my soapbox I get on almost every episode is that, I think, so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one, mm-hmm. and it's... it's I don't easy. know. <laughs> it's not easy. No. It's not easy because you're still... Unless you found a pop song that somehow involved a choir, which <laughs> when then. I was when I was like in in college, that's what I thought I was looking for sure. when I was like designing shows. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's but there's just a solo singer. Like, how do you turn that into a choir song? Yeah, but like that's really the magic of the vision. But so it's it's still a choral genre. Like, mm-hmm. show, that's what people like. Show choir is not a genre of music. Mm-hmm. That's my soapbox. Yeah. You can put it, you can put anything in show choir. If you Absolutely. want to sing, if you want to sing like you're in an opera, then pick something from, from an, an opera. opera. Yes, yes. And make it make sense because there are ways to make it make sense. I'm screaming with my hands. This is yes. Now, if you choose if you choose six songs mm-hmm. from an opera, well then you're doing an opera. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and you're trying to do it in show choir, like maybe you should just do opera scenes right. and, yeah. and and move on. Mm-hmm. And and maybe maybe you can bring your opera scenes to a show choir competition. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that maybe mm-hmm. that is okay and we should just be open to different styles. But really it's the beauty of show choir is bringing different yes, styles and genres, genres of music together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of a show that's like jazz, you know, or like oh. we're going to do oh. all jazz songs yes. or like yes. mm-hmm. we're going to do that. So, all... so homophonic all the way across. This is, yeah. this is a Weezer show. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Like, I mean, did, all Weezer song I'm here for. Like, I'm I'm cool. here for a Weezer song. Like, I mean, and and Weezer Weezer actually does have some pretty crazy diversity in their. I was album. just gonna say you might be able to make that work, but you would especially have to their look new for stuff. That. Yes, you but, would have to. Look but for that. still, mm-hmm. it is. It's still the same lead singer. It's still this. It really is still based in the same style. So, what did your kids learn from that? Mm-hmm. Well, you and know? I think what scares people off about this too is okay. Let me use for example. I saw you guys live. The first time I ever saw a California Show Choir live was I came out for. Los Al's competition in 2012. So it would have been Dig for you guys, I think, is the year that I saw. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. like, as a lot of your shows are, that is set in a very specific time and place, right? So I think people will get in their minds, like, here's the setting of the time and place I've created, at least when they're doing story shows. And then they feel like they have to pick from these two or three genres that they feel like support that time and place only. And I think you guys do a good job of finding a way for the music, no matter where it's from, no matter its genre, no matter its background, to still support the setting. And I don't think everyone's good at that when they're doing story shows. And I think that's where we run into some issues with all of that. Thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that that is a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, um, in my show choir book that I haven't written. I wrote uh, one, so it's time for you to write one. That's, that's where we're going. Yes, you need to do yeah. it. You need to do it. I ripped the Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Where, where that time supposed to come from, I don't know. But in my, in my show choir book, really, really, it's it's my master's thesis project just just expanded. Like, I, I have already I have already written, you know, whatever. I, I do talk a little bit about um, you as a director have to, have, have to be self-aware enough mm-hmm. to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Yes, very true. Mm-hmm. Because you might, you're going to be good at different things than the next person. So, mm-hmm. like, don't, you can't model yourself after me. Right. Because, like, I'm good at, like, vocal technique, mm-hmm. musical theater. Um, I've become better at pop, like, tra- mm-hmm. transferring that to pop because I've watched teachers who were good at it. Yes, watched cl- it. Yeah. Watch clinicians who are good at that. Mm-hmm. So I've mimicked their techniques. Mm-hmm. But like, and I'm good at like logistics. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not the most incredible choreographer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a costume designer. Mm-hmm. I'm not hooked in to contemporary, the contemporary music scene mm-hmm. because I don't personally listen to new bands mm-hmm. and listen to like I would, I listen to the classical KUSD, KUSC station. Yeah. I listen like NPR talk radio and like when I'm bored every once in a while maybe a little bit of top 40 but like I can't claim any kind of expertise in that music so how am I 
gonna choose music for a show choir show like mm-hmm. if if that's not your forte you can't be like okay i'm just gonna like type my theme into youtube and go down a rabbit a rabbit hole and i'm gonna pick my show today Rain. you're like you're like <laughs> like all right today five show choir shows picked done yeah. it's not you you it, if you don't have somebody that is working with a knowledge of of the music yes. industry and what's going on mm-hmm. and then you are shortchanging the process a little bit and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to give up creative control no you just need to collaborate with some people that are going to bring in some expertise mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes those people are like 19 yeah sometimes those people are 20 when when we were in high school yeah. those those people were the kids in high school. Yeah. They were like the student officers mm-hmm. got to come in mm-hmm. and discuss the music choices. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do that anymore because we have, you know, choreographers who are right. young and have, right. yes. you know, have, have that expertise. But like, you need to have people who that's their thing and they're going to help you go like, okay, you really like, you know, I get that you really like that. I don't know that '80s song because, right. yeah. like, you're like a big fan of '80s music. However, there's this new band out, right? That has something similar, mm-hmm. but the musical style is more updated. Yes, the et cetera, element, et cetera, et cetera, the vibe is still present, but maybe you've updated like, it. Yes, like, and that's that's the beauty of, and and that can you can that could be as a director, you could be great at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are great at picking shows and maybe what you need help with is teaching certain certain genres of music. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you should stay away from them? No, maybe you should just find somebody who who's good help. at that and and bring them in. Mm-hmm. All that takes money. I get it. It does. But at the same time, I think there's also a level of inherent fear from a lot of directors on the collaboration process. And again, you have that with Jen and you have had that for a very long time. There's a level of comfortability there. You guys trust each other. It's really about that trust factor. And some directors, you know, just they're an island. They're working as an island, even with their choreographer, you know, they're like, this is what we're doing. And they just like lay it out. on. The, and that, not that that's I don't want to say that's wrong, but as you're saying, it's going to be better if you collaborate, most likely, A. And B, do you really know your own uh, weak areas if you're refusing to collaborate? That that tells me you think you're good at every area of what we do. It's unlikely. It's just it's statistically impossible. unlikely. <laughs> it's impossible. And this, yeah. this, is, this is why choral directors at large mm-hmm. are scared of show choir. Yes, I agree. Tell us more. Because... <laughs> I mean, the, they, they might front and say, like, oh, I think show choir and singing pop music is ruining people's voices. That's like, what they that's, say. That's, yes. that's the easy defense. It's not legitimate music. But, you know, I go to Cal State LA, mm-hmm. and I'm working with some of these top professors, and, like, one of the first things Don Brenniger said, he's like, Mu- musical theater singers are probably the healthiest and best technique singers on the planet. Mm-hmm. He's like, there are more opera singers in vocal therapy I believe that. Doing, that have done damage to their voices mm-hmm. than, than anything. Musical theater singers sing with like the highest level of efficiency mm-hmm. and like that the belting technique that they're using is a hundred percent healthy and done and, and mostly done correctly. I mean, especially yes. if they get far in the industry. Yes. And he's like, you know, 
I, pop and rock, like contemporary singers, it's a mixed bag, mm -hmm. obviously. There are clearly some singers that are struggling. Sing yeah. in ways that like people can't, like we're not all Dave Grohl. And, <laughs> and right. <laughs> if a lot of us try to do that, we are going to ruin our voice, but yes. that's, that's not what we're teaching our kids in show no. choir. Mm -mm. Like we're not teaching them to sing like Dave Grohl and Sia with right. like a bunch of vocal cry and growling. Yes. We're just taking that style and making it into a choral genre and bringing good vocal technique to that. And if you hear my groups, there's no question. There's there aren't any questions. Anybody that's ever heard my groups mm -hmm. is like, oh, he's the show like mm -hmm. you know from the, from the classical world. He's the show choir guy that like his yeah. kids sing amazing. You should hear his kids sing, you know, Brahms. Yes, because they do that well as well. Right, and because good singing is good singing is good singing. Right. And the reason that people are truly afraid of show choir is because there are so many layers of complication to producing a final product. Absolutely. That no one person yeah. truly can be good at all of them. Mm -hmm. Like there are, you know, there are there are there are some incredible directors and choreographers across our country that do incredible work. Yeah. But the most successful of the schools have a team of people. Yes, they do. That are working together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they realize it's too, it's too big mm -hmm. because if there's just, there are, there are cogs that are working simultaneously and you uh -huh. can't watch them all at one time. No, You can't, Build the backdrop, set up the backdrop, oh, warm up the choir, yeah. direct the, direct the combo, do the lighting, like put in the bus request. <laughs> be at the sound, be at the soundboard. Yeah, and exactly, and like also make sure that the bus arrived on time, yep. and make sure that your kids actually like brought their costumes mm -hmm. or even know when to show up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but that took me years to learn that. Even as I was in it and doing it, it took me years to learn that my kids were not better off because I was doing everything and we were saving whatever X amount of dollars that was perceived to be saving. Like, I, no, it would just wasn't. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I had such a death grip, even on like my boosters, for example, like the dads would be like, well, we can, we could build that set piece for you. And I remember the year we went to nationals, like, I was like, no, I think we've got like, wh why was I afraid of that? Like, what was that? But I just, yeah. I was so concerned about the control element of like giving that up and worried about what the outcome would be that I wasn't even considering that the outcome might have been better when I gave up a little bit of that control. I'm not saying you don't have the buck stops with you. The buck still yeah. stops with you, but like, always. but there's still, I mean, somebody still has to and be in even charge, if, but. Even if it doesn't, even if it didn't turn out better, mm -hmm. the relationships that you build yes. while going through that process mm -hmm. means that next year, mm -hmm will turn out will turn out even better exactly and then all of a sudden you have you are opening up options mm -hmm. and expertise from people mm -hmm. that you never even knew was possible yes. people yes. are people bring things to the table all the time that yep. i couldn't even conceive of or didn't know that it, it existed mm -hmm. and you're like they're like but we could do this mm -hmm. and i'm like really well, first of all, yeah explain that to me <laughs> yeah. and then once once they do, I'm like, well, hell yes. Why would do we that. not? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
but you have to open yourself up to that collaborative spirit in order for those you moments do. to happen. And it and it start it honestly starts with a booster club. It does. Mm-hmm. It really has to go. It has to be there first. You yep. have to find parents that you trust. And another thing that I truly believe, because you know, parents can be a double edged sword. It can there, be. Yes. There is there is a place. Any parent that has energy to give, mm-hmm. there is a place for that parent. Yes. Some of those parents need to be partnered with or overseen by other parents. Some of those places are not w- near you as the director. Some of those places are not near you as the director mm-hmm. or not near, not anywhere near the kids. No, that is also true sometimes, yes. Um, but that doesn't mean that that parent can't be amazing at, you know, knocking on doors and yeah. bothering businesses to yes. donate to your program or or support the program or that doesn't mean that they can't be it's like everybody's good at something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you just got to find out what that something is mm-hmm. and build up enough trusted parents to kind of like structure and oversee it for yes. you mm-hmm. so that when there's a, that there, there's a place for everybody and when somebody you know mm-hmm. of course you're gonna have somebody come in and be like I want to be booster president and you're like if you said that sentence you cannot be <laughs> you'll never be booster president <laughs> like you Accurate. have currently showed me that you're the wrong person for the job the person who should be booster president is the one is you the have per- to talk into it it's <laughs> the one that you have to talk into it the one that's kind of like always there mm-hmm. and that you sit them down and you're like listen I have bad news they're like uh-oh, You're going to be in news? charge this year. <laughs> the bad news is that I want you to be booster president because I know that you're the best and you love it, but you're scared of it. <laughs> Can I also advocate for booster dads? Because I don't think we really talk about that enough. The best booster years I ever had was the year where I, it was two years in a row and we had an entire booster board that was only dads. Somehow that happened, which is rare. And Damn. yeah, I know, right? Thank you. And um, but it was a situation where we talked to the, the lead dad into it, and he said, "Well, I'm only doing it if so and so will be secretary, so and so will be treasurer, and I don't remember what the fourth thing was." But they were like, "Yeah, whatever." And they, you know, all their kids had grown up together, and they were like, "Sure," but you know, one was an insurance agent, and one did all these, and so they kind of had this varied amount of knowledge. And I mean. It was a dream two years right. with parents because also they, they didn't like suffer any fire. fools about anything either. They were like, no, we're not doing that. And every time that mom that we were talking about that doesn't do something with you directly would come up to talk to them, they'd be like, we'll take care of that, Susan. Thanks so much. And then they would just handle it and nothing would ever ha- come of it. And you were like, oh, my gosh, this was like – so." It- a, a word of support in booster dads. See if you can oh, yeah. also have some dads uh, up in there for you because they can be 100%. a hundred percent huge asset. They don't just move scenery, guys. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. But they do that. We have, sometimes we, have we have like a good. We have a pretty good dads club. It's been oh, a while you. since we had male booster president, mm-hmm. but the male booster presidents that we have mm-hmm. are. S- their kids have been gone for yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah. And they're and they're still volunteering. They're still a part of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're still part of the dad's club, mm-hmm. recruiting other dads. Mm-hmm. I and... still speak to all the ones I was discussing. And the only other time I've had a male president, he and I are still good friends. He's an audio engineer, a professional audio engineer. Hello. What a great person to have on your boosters. Absolutely. <laughs> but again, had to talk him into it. And probably wouldn't have known that because he and his family weren't, like, pushing to be in charge, you know? So, like like you said, getting yeah. to know people, having the, the conversations. First, the, fir- the first, uh, at whatever first meeting you have, there mm-hmm. ne- there has to be a form <laughs> that the parents fill out. That, Tell me that, everything. 
doesn't feel like by telling me this information you'll be locked into giving me your entire life. But, but you will but, be. But it is that. <laughs> like, what are the things that you know? What are the things that you good at? What are your professions? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And have the, like, the parents, guardians, grandparents, yeah. uncles. I don't totally. freaking care. Whoever wants to help. Yep. Fill that out and, like, then have another parent to, like, go through that form. Yes. And, like, ab- absorb that information. Maybe make a spreadsheet. Yes. So that when you're like, you know, it's it's weird, but I just need somebody who drives a forklift. Let me see. Uh, flip, 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 flip. Uh, hey, <laughs> Mark does that. <laughs> strange, strange request. Or like, who has ooh, a CDL actually, license? Uh, yeah, like, just, I, oh, I, I need somebody with like a food safe license. Yeah. Oh, yes, like, exactly. That mm-hmm. is that's come up, mm-hmm. and it's like otherwise we can't use that kitchen or whatever. Like mm-hmm. who? And of course, mm-hmm. it's like oh. Yeah, look at that mom over there works in catering. Exactly. So I'll bet like, you she no- yeah, uh-huh. She she does. Give mm-hmm. her a call. Yeah, don't just only ask about sewing, friends. There are so many other things you could uh find out about that you're gonna need help with some random day. Taxes, yeah. booster taxes. We have like oh, CPAs that you're absolutely. like, Oh well thank goodness we could just ask blah blah blah. You know, there's yep. so somebody's gotta many things. somebody's gotta audit those books. Somebody's gotta file the state whatever thing yes Mm -hmm. it's way more it's way more fun for the parents when they can do it together and Mm -hmm. when it's a it's a uh, a little back door into staying involved in their kids lives yes Mm -hmm. in a in a wink in a wink wink way that the kids uh don't quite realize and can't say no to right they're not visible you know, and they're 24 7 and their like, faces at rehearsal or something you know exactly they're not like like looming over them but at the same time they're kind of around yes i love those moments when like the parent is like walking into rehearsal and it's not like the booster it's like some random person yeah. that's doing something super random for me and that parent like walks into class or in the middle of rehearsal to like give me something to like have a moment yeah. and the, their child is like oh what why are you here what's my dad doing here (laughs) like i didn't even know you volunteered how do you know my dad (laughs) and i'm like oh well yeah he's just been helping me with the blah 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 project and the kid's like what the heck (laughs) like my mom is always here but i didn't know you even knew my dad right (laughs) you're like no we go way back Um, I think that's an important, that's such an important case to make for boosters. Because you're right, collaboration can't start there. And that does not necessarily cost you any money. It's right. And then they ra- and they raise you money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you, <laughs> then you can use that money. To buy other people to help you. <laughs> to help, to find other people that you need to help you. Exactly. Because they're also, you know, it's getting parents to like certain things are tricky for parents like I have parents that are vocal coaches but like and voice teachers Mm -hmm. but that's not it's not necessarily the right move to all of a sudden like have that parent coming in and teaching voice and stuff because that's there's like a there almost needs to be like a little bit of a creative side yes yes like yes we are not saying your parents should help you plan your show like nobody's right. we're not advocating for that <laughs> plan your show or plan your show or teach your kids right if they're amazing at that mm-hmm. and you realize it when their kids graduate uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's when you kind of enlist them then this, you make the phone this, call. this year for us in the COVID times is a little bit of like an exception sure we kind of tapped a small group of parents to like produce some of our summer streaming shows yeah but as you said this is a different which we would like 
not normally do, mm-hmm. but they all like killed it. Yeah. And we're like working with the kids and coaching the mm-hmm. kids. And it was like more than, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't have any money or budget to do. So mm-hmm. they were volunteering. Yeah. But it was like, if you really wanted to get them involved, then you wait till their kids graduate. Mm-hmm. And then you say, hey, yeah, you know, would you come back and volunteer? Or, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I have some budget. Can I like pay you to do, you know, what yes. you do? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and come back and do that. You're you're in a little bit of a maybe different situation than some places as well because you have a sizable department. Like, how many kids are in your guys' department as a whole? Uh, I have a – well, not right now. <laughs> well, okay. In a normal year, let's they've, say. They've dropped like flies yep. in distance learning. But We're here yeah, now. In a normal year, I have probably somewhere between 200 and 220. Mm-hmm kids in the choral program Mm -hmm. i have four curricular choirs Mm -hmm. so like four choirs of 50 ish okay okay and then one of my choirs is powerhouse is a double period so that's that's what i was gonna ask is it like powerhouse functions as a concert choir as well like do each of those also function as a show choir all of my choirs are concert and show. got it okay and that's that is not always the case especially in the midwest area um True. So that's that's True. different for us. Um, I highly, I, I highly cool. recommend. I, I highly recommend the 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 dual function. Yeah. Um, because you can do the Bach, you can do the mm-hmm. the Brahms and the Eric Whitaker, mm-hmm. you can do the Moses Hogan, whatever your jam mm-hmm. is. That's an entire world. Mm-hmm. And you do that. I do that in the fall and again in the spring. Yes. Once competition season is over, mm-hmm. and and then you get to drive your finely tuned choir. Yes. At the end of the year with classical music, mm-hmm. um, which is super fun. Oh, yeah. But, like, the show choir brings with it uh, an investment and uh, a breadth uh, uh, and depth that mm-hmm. I think is is really important. And, you know, I there's the, there's the random kid who, or few kids who, like, really really doesn't want to dance I was gonna ask if that ever happens yeah it does happen and and I'm I make room for that kid to be in that choir and maybe not compete okay and maybe not do the show choir portion but to be honest it's they're usually really more just scared that they yeah. can't mm-hmm. and they just need somebody to hold their hands and make them realize they can. that they that they can mm-hmm. it's it's the very rare student that's like super vocally advanced mm-hmm. but really has never danced before it doesn't mm-hmm. have the skill and you're like well you should be in my top choir but you can't dance with the top choir because they're mm-hmm. level they've all been dancing for six years right like through high school and middle school show mm-hmm. choir and so like and that kid yeah, probably does need to be in your top choir and maybe shouldn't compete if mm-hmm. they if they're not willing to put in the work to get to, to the do point. Yeah. to to do that mm-hmm. and and you kind of come up with like a little extra plan for that mm-hmm. kid. But honestly, show choir brings so much to the kids that it makes you a better classical choir. Oh, a hundred percent. Maybe say that again louder for the people in the back. <laughs> it is doing so true. Doing show choir well <laughs> well <laughs> with a with with a good teacher um, also makes kids better classical singers you were not granted wrong. there's a special like if if there's a specialization where if you are a choir that does one style of music all yes. the, all the time 
you can get really, 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 really good at that one style of music. But, but at then what my question cost is my question. Exactly. My question to you is is every one of your kids that wants to be a musician going into that one style of music? Thank you. Should teenagers from 14 to 18 be specializing so heavily in one genre of music that that's all that they do? Maybe in their voice lessons. Yes. Maybe in some of their after school sure. pursuits. But even then they I may. Like that, but yes. Like, they may have a direction. They may decide at 14 that they want to be an opera singer. And they can train mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that. But the but average child singer. The average child. and But even that kid is going to learn valuable information in my class singing pop music. Totally. Yeah. Like, yes, you can develop your vibrato. And, yes, you can sing with that vibrato in my choir. Mm-hmm. Just sing in tune. Right. <laughs> Just sing in tune. That would be really important. Thank you. Like, I know in that style of music, we're vibrating, Mm -hmm. like, widely Mm -hmm. above and below the pitch. Mm -hmm. I just need you to vibrate in this particular... I need to narrow the vibration and vibrate in this particular frequency. It's not about not having vibrato. It's about tuning the chord that you're singing and understanding the understanding the context and, and how to make it be in tune. And that that skill you're going to learn from a choir. You're never going to learn it in a in a voice lesson. Yeah. Uh, oh my and gosh. If you're that Everything good, you if, you're, said. If, <laughs> if you're the next Maria Callas, mm-hmm. and we know that at 14, okay, fine, drop fine. out of my. You're exempt. And go, <laughs> and go be Maria Callas. You know, I'll give you a solo right. in, the, in the concert. But on like, the off chance that you're not, yeah. <laughs> but the other 99.9999999 percent of kids. Literally are going to become, you know, like doctors, hairdressers, mm-hmm. moms, moms, dads, mm-hmm. lawyers, and, you know, fashion designers. And will use their musician experience as an appreciation point and possibly be part of community endeavors going forward, though. And giving them a broader base of music knowledge and experience is not going to hurt them. Yeah. Cultural and artistic mm-hmm. appreciation. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, like, where are where where are really the jobs yeah. In music. Like, think about that. Well, no, I don't want to think about that on my high horse over here. Loving home <laughs> concert choir. Yeah, sorry, friends. Commercial music is part of what pays the bills for people who do music as adults. That's just yeah. a fact. If, if they want to do music, the, the, the jobs are spread across genres, but commercial music is where way more of the money is, to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. And... Well, it's what pays you know, the bills for, for labels the, to do the other recordings and the other imprints the of biggest, other styles. Truly, probably the biggest thing that a, that a choral music program teaches, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is excellence sure. as a concept. Sure. So, if you're just going to do concert choir, and maybe and that's collaborative what excellence, and maybe yeah. that's collaborative, yes, yeah, team excellence. Mm-hmm. If that's like your bag, and show choir isn't for you, there's nothing wrong with a concert sure. choir only program. Sure. And you're gonna you're gonna teach your kids to be excellent at something, mm-hmm. that's the same thing that I'm teaching my kids, totally. to be excellent at something. But maybe don't demonize those of us who are doing this version Correct. Of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Correct. Just understand that you're doing your bag yes. and, and I'm doing mine. And Outcomes you, are the same. If you, you could, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. enlist some help to give your kids more opportunities yes. to, like, to, to reach into other genres and maybe it's not as maybe it's not as a show choir I mean mm-hmm. maybe it's as an acapella group mm-hmm. maybe it's yeah. as yeah. A, ja- a jazz ensemble mm-hmm. maybe it's 
doing some incredible pops concert Mm -hmm. that's not just like throwing it together but actually like offering them some coaching and some teaching in the genre bringing somebody in that can work with them on a solo basis and Mm -hmm. just there's a million different ways to do it Mm -hmm. but it's always just sad when it's like cut off when it's when it's uh this yes legitimacy like this is the only legitimate form of music like that that is frustrating that's where i get and 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 Mm short-sighted and and honestly most of the most of the concert choir people i know don't don't really truly feel like that well i was going to ask you about the state as a whole i mean because obviously all of us deal with different levels of acceptance of show choir in our states you know some states kind of have grown up with it so to speak or it's been around long enough that it's you know widely accepted um but there are certainly plenty of states where it's new and it's scary, so to speak, to the uh, state boards and whatever yeah. and all of that. So, like, um, you know, what is what is the concert choir version of your life like and what do you see in California as a whole? It's just choral departments. Yeah. I mean, California is a really big state. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're kind of like multiple states, probably, really, you know, different geographic era, areas that are different from each other. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... There's really not that many show choir programs yeah. out there. So the vast majority of choral programs are traditional mm-hmm. in nature mm-hmm. uh, in California. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, ACDA, yeah, yeah, which is the the more predominant mm-hmm. choral organization. Um, there's some offshoots and some partnering with mm-hmm. you know NAFME and whatever. But mm-hmm. like ACDA is like the main organization. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty it's pretty concert choir based. And okay. I think there's a history and a legacy of a little non-acceptance yeah. of of show choir as a genre. Mm-hmm. However, like I was saying, mm-hmm. in terms of the people yeah. they that I know and, and, and I've, you know, go to the conferences mm-hmm. and yeah. and do do all of the things I performed at the Western Division ACDA concert okay. with my show choir. Yep. Um, as a show choir or as a concert choir? As a show choir. Oh, good job! See, look at that. You guys are already more progressive than some of the other <laughs> divisions. Yes, as a show choir, and and I'll tell you that story in a second. Okay. There, but there's a lot of there. There's there's a knowledge that like it might not be what they want to do, mm-hmm. but that they know that that it is being done well by by yeah the, okay. they're by some schools they there's it's still not a core part of the organization yeah because it's just such a it's such a small sliver mm-hmm. but when we have conferences and things and they're like okay you're going to have lunch in like it's like a topical lunch right and look at the table markers mm-hmm. like there's all there's a show choir table okay you know, yep. it's not it's not left out. Sure, um, it's not a focus. But at the same time, what the, I mean, and I've given I've given presentations. Sure, yeah. at, at conferences as well. Yeah, same. So it's it's in, it's included. But what what what's really the focus is well, teaching good vocal technique, yes. and that applies to everyone. Yes, and like bringing in amazing conductors and musicians, mm-hmm. and like sure, like maybe they're performance practice specialty is renaissance music or something but right. believe me there's something to learn for show choir directors it's not that i don't and i do renaissance music too like i said all yeah. my choirs are duple but that but 
there are performance practice things in pop music that are completely influenced by mm -hmm. the music that came all the way back to the Renaissance. Absolutely. So like, it's, it's valid anyway. So I think mm -hmm. it's included, it's included enough. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any competitive events for concert choir stuff? Do you guys, do you have like a district music or a large yeah, ensemble thing, contest kind of thing? Calif California's pretty anti-competition. Oh, okay. So that's another thing that like kind that's of an interesting element. Okay, like keeps the concert choir and the show choir thing a little bit separate because they don't really vibe our competition elements. Okay, um, they they do some like ratings, ratings based mm -hmm. based stuff. There is one competitive mm -hmm. concert choir event called the Golden State Choral Competition. Okay, um, I went to it once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with my choir and not yeah. because I wouldn't go back. It's it's because it's like kind of in the middle of show choir right, season. Right, so it's really prohibitive on that level. So it's yeah. very tricky to do, but I'm crazy like that and I do do things like crazy like that. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so I probably would do it again. And like, the per I think it's, they split it from north and south because like who's going to travel all the length of California? Yeah. So they do like a north version and a south version and then if you win it, there's like a large and a small ensemble and if you win it, okay, the, the year you have to host it the next year kind of oh, thing. Oh, so it's a prize and a punishment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Um, like and and we, we totally did, you know, we did fine the year that we went. Like, yes. We were, we did good. Um, but it's like kind of one event and okay. and it's doesn't have full buy-in from everybody. Right, yes. But, like, there's plenty of people who are like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, but also, as you said, it's a giant state. So having full buy-in from everybody on any element is probably impossible, <laughs> at least. Yeah. We see that where I am, too. Texas is just so huge. Like, I think there's enough yeah. other things going on mm -hmm. that, like, if you want to do it, it's it's there. Yeah. Um, but it's competition's not a big thing. Okay, okay. For, for concert choirs in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a there are some truly beautiful, incredible concert choir programs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of which also have show choirs, yeah. and then a, a bunch of which don't. Yeah. But it really comes down to the director. Yes. You know. Mm -hmm. It always does. That's, it feels like yep. And and it's it's pretty collegial. Like I I love every time I go to a conference or mm -hmm. to, they have this summer. They have a summer thing okay. um, called Echo because it's at the Episcopal Conference Center oh, at Oakhurst. It's like it's it. like right outside of Yosemite. Okay. And it's like a three-day little summer workshop cool. camp, you know, with like beer and wine in the yeah. dining hall at the yeah. end of at the end yep. of every night. And As just choral do. directors like drinking and singing and yeah. doing the whole thing. And it's 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 pretty fabulous, and yeah. the the, Cal, the California people are pretty tight. Dress up costume parties. Oh, and that's very fun! <laughs> like on the last night, and yes. it, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, so, my colleagues are doing good stuff, and yeah, and aren't like super anti anything. That's good. It's really more about supporting and mm -hmm. and trying to bring up the new generation of choral directors, like yes. through the university professors. Mm -hmm who are pretty involved in the choral yes. uh, association. So there's like good, good, good chunk of church music, you know, church mm -hmm. conductors yes. and university people yes. and like obviously tons of high school people mm -hmm. and middle school people. And it's just kind of like a place for everybody. I try to 
convince more of my show choir yeah. director friends to kind of get involved yes. and participate. Um, and that's not working on always. It. Yeah. It's not always <laughs> been the most successful. I'm like, I don't need to be like the only, I don't need to be like the show. The choir one guy. show choir guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I've lived that life. But like we'll spend a lot of time at those conferences talking to people who have like, Oh, I have like, I have a sh- I have one show choir with like 22 kids in it yeah. and like I saw your videos and like they're so great like how do you do it You're like, like do you have but we mostly hours? just we mostly just do concert choir music but like tell me tell us about your like whole thing they're and I'm secret like, junkies <laughs> I'm like yeah you secretly love it yes exactly <laughs> like here's what you do let me tell you <laughs> give me four hours um well and you bring up your show choir colleagues so I think when a lot of us who aren't from your state look um at California show choir air quotes here. Um, we think of, of course, John Burroughs is, is, you know, one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, Burbank also, as you mentioned in your district, um, is very widely yeah. known at this point. B, BUSD. That's right. And then- We only have two high schools. Uh, and that's what I was gonna say, it's just you guys. It's just the two of <laughs> yeah, you hold it down. Just the two of us. And then Los Alamitos, which is not super, well, I mean, it's in LA, but it's not like right next to you guys. It's not like you guys are all in a, one yeah. geographic chunk. <laughs> it's, it's not actually in LA. Technically, that's or- they're Orange me. County. Oh, they're already they're all the way in Orange County, even. They are in Orange County, but they're not super South Orange County, like almost in San Diego. Or right, anything. that's so what like, most of us think of from the outside when you think of Orange County. But. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, LA is is pretty like horizontal, so yes. like I'm not at the complete north end of LA. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like if you're talking about like Hart High School, like in Valencia, right? Yes, they're kind of like the northern part of LA, and then yes. they've got to drive to like Los Alamitos, who is like that's like a the... two-hour drive probably for them. Mm. Maybe not quite hour and a half. It probably is a two-hour drive, honestly, With unless traffic. you do it at like yeah. two in the morning. <laughs> exactly. On the way home, probably not so bad. Yes, on the way home from the competition at two in the morning, because our events do go that late. I uh, yes, it, it literally will probably take like. 65 minutes that's the the not silver lining of LA you're like oh it's it's like 90 minutes you're like yeah cool it's it's, 11 miles. It's gonna be, it's, but I'm like that in Dallas too. We don't measure anything in mileage. We measure everything in minutes. And if you're not from a large city like that, I don't think people understand that. They'll be like, oh, it's only 10 miles to, you know, wherever. And I'm like, no, 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 that will take you 47 minutes. Like there's 100%. No, and that's on a good day kind of deal. Um, yeah. So the, um, just real quickly, you've got, like you mentioned, Hart um, is certainly been more competitive as well. And I think more of us outside of your area are hearing about them. You know, how many competitions are kind of in your area? How many do you guys have really in your circuit, you know? Uh, that's a great question. And I know you're not going to probably hit all of them, but, you know, I mean. Yeah. Um, may, oh, maybe like a dozen or something. So well, that's pretty good, though. Hart High School in Valencia hosts a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, Burbank hosts a competition. Los Alan Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one at Benita Vista High School in San Diego. There's a long history of like LA choirs going down to San Diego and yes. San Diego choirs coming up to LA. Okay. It's not that far. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Chula Vista okay. still does host a competition I've that's also in San Diego. Yep. Um, Arcadia High School like just kind of stopped hosting a competition. Okay. There was a director change. Got I it. know that the director like wants to bring it back at some point. Mm-hmm. Their performing arts center is like new and stunning. Oh, wow. 
then like everyone wants it, that <laughs> it's an orchestra hall because they're like oh. one of the top instrumental programs in the yeah. country yeah but it totally works for a show choir and yeah. it's gorgeous so hopefully arcadia comes back mm-hmm. um there is oh catella high school hosts a competition okay I think they still host it. That director moved to Kennedy High School. Those are like both Anaheim. Oh, schools. okay, okay. Disneyland. Um, <laughs> yeah, Janae West. She's that's at now at Kennedy High School, and what apparently I know about Anaheim. that's new. Okay, but uh, apparently they have a really lovely performing arts center as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's there's like a couple there that she kind of she's been at like two or three different schools and yeah. they all continue to have show choir which okay. is good very good yeah um, she's a starter a program starter yeah. um, Brea Olinda High School yes I've heard of them okay and Diamond Bar High School I'm not sure if they still they have also have a new director okay who's a good who's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they hosted a, or were hosting the competition last year yeah like and then, of course, COVID. So, right. hey. Um, but they they used to, and they may still in the future. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's probably a couple more sure. that I'm forgetting. But that's but, a decent-sized circuit. You, you can make a good season out of that. Like you said, you can compete four or five times in your geographic area. You and totally I, can. And there, there are schools that host – there's a few that host specifically, like, middle school competitions right. that are separate from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, I think there might even be one or two that hosts sort of like a novice high school yeah. competition more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that I'm not super aware of. And then also the Southern California Vocal Association, which okay. is like the, the Southern California leg of ACDA. Okay, yes, yes. They're like weird that they have their own name, but mm-hmm. it's kind of just ACDA. Right. They host a show choir competition they're like part they're they're part of our we rolled them into being part of our virtual series so they're okay. actually one of the one of the four virtual events that are okay. happening this year um, but they do they do one as well it's just it's always like really really late late like, mm-hmm. like may may or something Ooh, and that's so like very late yeah it's it's i've not i maybe went once in right. my 15 years and it doesn't always work out but like sometimes it sometimes that's what you need yeah if, if you're your your season is weird and you need totally. like a super light competition to mm-hmm. do so they're they do something too so it's 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 a decent size yeah but that's what it and takes have, i mean is to have multiple schools hosting and multiple opportunities to really have it grow in your state you know when people are in states where they are you know they're one of two show choirs or one of three show choirs oh I mean. oh my god how did i forget to mention this oceanside high school oh yeah i didn't even think of that either but the minute you said it yep okay sorry yeah oceanside <laughs> high school has a has Hi, a oceanside. competition it's it's pretty new because they're one of the leah leah Ritt. leah i'm sorry, sorry i'm sorry I'm leah. So sorry. um they're one of the four competitions yes uh, in the virtual did event you hit as all well. four of them now <laughs> Yes, I okay, did. Because it's it's Burroughs, Oceanside, Heart, and SCVA. Got it. Okay. Um, and Oceanside has a new performing arts center mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. always nice. It's like the only way that you can have Burroughs, Burbank, and LaSalle all competing against each other is to have a fourth Somebody school Somebody else hosting. has to host. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just all of us competing at our own competitions. Yes. <laughs> um, so, like, 
Heart and Oceanside are right. the two events. Oh, also Chaparral High School has a competition. Yes. Um, Rob Hodo, that's I recognize that down name. in Temecula, which is like basically almost San Diego. It's okay. really kind really of really far south. Far, okay. Our drive, but the parents love it because it's wine country. <gasps> yes, but I hadn't even occurred the, to me. Excellent it's the Southern California like wine country. So like yes. all of a sudden, I got a lot of kids like leaving the bus and not going home because their parents are picking them up and staying overnight because they've been wine tasting. Because they're going on a trip. Yeah, exactly. So that one is has its own whole Perks. popularity. <laughs> Separate reasons. Like sometimes it's like the San Diego competition, like, oh, the family's going to stay down and right. like go to the beach the next yes. day or whatever. Yes. And like do that as a little family thing. But then like the wine country competition came up and they're like, ooh, that's kind of nice yes, too. we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Now we just need, like, a Santa Barbara. We need a school Ooh. up in Santa Barbara or, like, a school, like, or like Los Olivos, like, that whole kind of, like, beach wine country. Yes. That's not, that's that's only, like, an hour and a half, like, You north, need to start cultivating northwest. that. This is what we need. We need locations that parents want to travel to for competition. Exactly. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you guys are so isolated geographically from the rest of Showquire Universe that, like, you do have to have enough people hosting for you guys to really have your own circuit. Although you, specifically y'all and some of the larger schools, for sure, certainly travel outside the state, obviously. Um, that's not unusual for you guys. Um, yeah. We competed against you at 2013 fame. The year, you, what year was that that you won? Was that the Holly? That was the Hollywood show. What's, what was the name of that show? That show was called Smash. Smash is what that show was called. Um, yes. The the Hollywood the Hollywood starlet up and coming starlet gets fired off the movie, then goes down a dark spiral. You know, gets drunk and drives the car, and then smash. smash all I remember about hospital. the ballad was something about don't it's something about the keys. Don't take the keys, and there was all of like the, the yeah, drunk driving. Just put down the car. That key. was it. That was it. Okay, now Farron. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Okay. Side note, Farron. I mean, I loved that show. Please do not take me as, like, I'm not mocking that. I was um, pretty much eight months pregnant at that point with a child, and um, we had gotten in on a wild card bid to fame that year, which was a whole thing we won't discuss. But um, the parents found out. I was like, we got to go. And I'm like, guys, I am literally, like, going to give birth. We can't go. And one of my booster <laughs> parents was like, I, it was a doctor. I was like, well, I would sign you a note. I'm like... I'm not comfortable. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, like, we went and did this, and um, you guys all were on at like I think 11:30 that night. Was like you were like the last show of the night. I think it was Sounds midnight right. when you were done. I think it was like 12:01 when the last song started, if I remember. And I mean, there is no tired, like pregnant, tired, and I was dead. Like I was laying in these chairs in that center in Chicago, like over 16 chairs, going, "How are we still awake? What does this I mean?" Like it was the craziest day. So your show was like this amazing fever dream for me that day. <laughs> Like, as you said, it was very dramatic and the starlet and all of that. And, like, I was trying to pay attention, but I was also completely exhausted. And then the tiny starlet comes out in the hospital gown. And if yep. you have not seen this online, friends, I'll put it in the in the um, comments here for you as well. But um, that costume change, oh, my gosh. And her and the note. She's holding that note for 75 minutes. And I like, surrender. Oh, I would literally just watch it again the other day. And then a million dreams of a million. I mean, I'm not. I'm butchering it. But it was 
oh my gosh she, yes. first of all she's it's incredible the, like it's the, it's the double quick change that makes it because it goes from hospital gown to the silver to like, dress to the and silver the dress, silver so dress to the red dress we're still black and white right we're yes. all black white grayscale yes. the silver dress you're like oh it's a sparkly dress yes. and then all of a sudden Ooh. confetti and she's in red <laughs> now and, and you, she's still going she's still holding uh, the note Forever. Yeah. And when you see it on the video, it's cool, but you can see how it's done on the video. When you're watching it live, you can't figure out how that just happened. Like you're you're wanting to like rewind in the moment. You're like, what am I watching? And then I woke up and I yeah. paid very close attention. And that wasn't even the closer. Like that show was nuts. No, that was the pre-closer. Like, Thank you. That song got done and I was like, great. Oh no, there's oh, we're okay. Except <laughs> back down. I was like, there's more. Yeah. How is it? It was amazing. That show was amazing. Uh, my kids that I had that year still will be like, remember when we went? I mean, that's what they talk about is your show from that year. So. Oh, well, thank you. Absolutely. That, that soloist name is Nevada Brand. I was like, please tell me who that child is. Yes. And does she, she was, sing she now? She was actually, yes, she does. She, oh, uh, actually, she was going on a, going on a second uh, cruise ship contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, and COVID. playing doing some sort of crazy stuff yeah. and yeah she was going it she was she was at, in rehearsals in like florida yeah. when they shut down and they were like it's all good you're gonna be back in like a couple of weeks you can leave your stuff and then like all of her clothes oh, got like no trapped in the like <laughs> the storage space of the like cruise carnival cruise is like sorry you can't have that back <laughs> yeah she was like back here over the summer she hosted uh she was our host for the show choir famous like, oh yeah, yeah. Did. i didn't even put that together okay yeah and she was like i don't i like took all of my nice clothes because like we have to like go to the like passenger dinners and stuff you know and we have to like oh, dress up no. she's like i like don't have anything don't to and to host in <laughs> Because all my clothes are like <laughs> locked up in Florida. And I was like, okay, well, just call your friends, borrow guess, some dresses. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got this. Oh, she was, I mean, not that any of your yeah. soloists ever aren't incredible. That is the part that always makes my brain want to fall out of my head. But like, I mean, the choirs are as well. I just mean the whole gamut of that. Not everyone yeah. possesses that in their choirs, but she was, whoa, that was just a whole other level of, of performance yeah, she was, that she was doing. She was pretty excellent. She's one of my one of my fave alumni. For I'm sure. glad that she's still singing. I was going to be very upset and give her a phone call and be like, "You have a gift. <laughs> like, you must use it, child." Um, well, the, let's talk about your um, your five questions everybody gets asked. Let's do the fun part. So, okay. um, not that the rest of this hasn't been fun. I could talk to you for 17 hours about all of this. Um, I could talk about show choir for same. until I die of Literally. starvation. Hydration. Same. I was talking to a student teacher the other day, and he goes, I know you've been working all day, and I'm sure you don't want to talk shop. I'm like, child, all I want to do is talk shop. At, hit me up. What's your question? <laughs> like, bring it on. Um, okay, so what is your favorite form of entertainment when you're not working? Like, what do you do in your free time? I love games. Okay. So I'm a big, like... Um, a lot of different games. I'm a big board game fan, yes. like a like a strategy game. Yes. Um, some friends and I were obsessed for a, a couple of years with Settlers of Catan. I was going to say Catan, such, yeah, that's like, what I was thinking of. Such a well-designed game. We've graduated yes. to, like, to other things now, but, um, and this is maybe the embarrassing part. So <laughs> That question's later. <laughs> we, we now have, like, we have a bridge club. I don't think that's embarrassing at all. 
I love oh, it's that. Kinda, some people like view it as like sort of grandma's card game. Listen, but it is a, no, I'm with you. It's one of the most well-designed strategy card games that possibly exists, mm-hmm. and we have we had have a solid foursome that we have probably played. Like we keep track of the like all-time score. Let's go see. You have like, like an ongoing, yeah. We have like an ongoing like over oh, eight it. eight years kind of like bridge club, and now that. we've expanded and like have taught a few other people. So now there's different foursomes yes. and. Unfortunately, we haven't played since COVID started and getting a little itchy about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love card games, board games. Um, I'm I'm also like a a big slot machine, like take me to the casino. Okay, yes. Is it legal in California? Uh, Indian casinos in California. When you're not that far from Vegas. We are not. We are four hours from Vegas. Mm -hmm. It's an easy drive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love a good... I love a good Vegas vacay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Okay, well, those are very good answers and ones that no one has ever given. So thank you for adding some diversity <laughs> to our fun I, times answers. I mean, I like, I'll binge a, binge a Netflix show as much well, as the next sure, person. Well, sure, but like, I mean, I always want an interesting answer. So. It's nice to be with people. I mean, I'm craving that. <sighs> that has been very, very hard. Yeah, I am a raging extrovert as well and I didn't realize how hard that has been until I no offense but like no offense to my kids I love you kids but like the first thing I'm like can I just get like all my friends to get the vaccine so like we can play cards I get it I totally understand yep like Um, school can go back later whatever I don't care less concerned about that at this point (laughs) Um, my mental health needs it Um, okay number two is what is your favorite show choir show that you have ever seen? You can't have had anything to do with its creation. And it can be something you saw online. It didn't have to be in person. But... And you can favorite pick a show choir. That's a really hard question. People either have like seven answers or they have no answers. <laughs> There's not a lot of in between on this one. Um, Let's see. I kind of, I always end up thinking of the same shows. Then that's the answer. Um, So the Mount Zion. Okay. Uh, I want to say the, like, I, I don't know if it was called the My Vision show. I think it was the, I think they did My Vision. There was like, and, and Eric and Alex Hall would be yelling her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, a, they had a front and center girl okay. that had like a short haircut. When was and this? And she was like, 2005 okay yes maybe four mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um before I was the teacher at bros right they had, a, they had a front and center girl that was unbelievable mm-hmm. and that she just like what you could not stop watching her yeah. and she like they put her in the right spot and she led the choir and it was like one of my favorite show choir yeah. shows for sure like that my vision show. Okay, I love uh, that answer. Ask ask Eric Hall her name because he yeah. he knows he knows it. Um, also, I would say uh, Burbank Rainmaker. Yes, is one of my faves. Um, you know, you ha- you have that was yeah Ken- Ken- <laughs> Kentucky Kentucky Clawson and Ellen Marlowe. Was that Kentucky um, senior year? That yeah, was not Kentucky's senior year. I don't was, think. was that the year before Prodigal, or it was that was the year before Prodigal? Okay, so he was probably a junior because I assume Prodigal was his senior year. Would be my guess. I believe that was his senior year because I saw that one live, and I'll be honest with you, that changed my life. It was that whole day, you guys, them. I mean, and like, Ma- and 
Yeah, and Ma- Mackie Smith. Yes, um, yes. The young Mr. Schuster on yes. Glee that got cut. I know. Um, I'm a good friends with his mom. His mom is a choral director. Really? Um, and his, yeah, and his sister was in Powerhouse with me, same oh, year. I love we were that. freshmen in Powerhouse together. Yeah. Um, and so Mac Mackie's a great guy, and that was just a great group of kids, mm-hmm. and just a it was a full the full arc, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The full arc of arc of the show that had just great music. So that I was agree. definitely one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it live. But the Linmar Yellow Wallpaper Show. I saw it three times. Dude, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, it's one of those shows. I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. Tell no, me what you love I, about it, and then I'll tell I, you. I don't, it's, I almost don't have any, like, real opinion about it because not seeing it live, you're like, it's not fully translating in the way that I'm sure that it did. Yes. But there's clearly something about it. Uh, something artistic about it that is uh, just so in line with how I feel about show choir. Agreed. That I'm like, I'm like, yes, Linmar, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think the uh, the whole country felt that that it was like I a agree. a creative pop off that everybody was like took notice. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot of oh. Um, I will also say that having experienced it live at three very different competitions, like different types of groups at competitions, you know, there was just two very clear camps. You either loved that show or you didn't get it and you were kind of annoyed by it. And I don't mean that from like necessarily just the professionals, but parents were very like, I had parents uh, because I was at Mitchell at the time. And so like we competed against them once and I judged it a couple of times, but, um, I had some Mitchell parents who I love who great parents who just were like, I don't get it. I don't like it. I didn't get it. And I'm like, what? And for me, I was like, but here's why. Those are like, those are quotes. Those are quotes that I've heard talking about my shows, my whole career. That's what I was going to say. I think that that's part of what I loved about it so much is because it was what I feel is the California aesthetic. And I hate to just broadly generalize like that, but there was, there was something about it like that in the way that the story was told and the way that it was um, written and designed. And do you know, Trent, I assume you've met him at some point in your life, maybe. I think he's been I'm out there. Sh- maybe not. I maybe I have, maybe but he I hasn't don't judged really, out there. I could be lying I don't, to you. I don't know him. If a, we've you met, would love him. <laughs> I think you guys. If would we've get met, along sorry, Trent, I, but I'm not sure that we have. <laughs> well, and I and I don't know that I, I may be wrong about that, but he. Um, anyway, he's fabulous, and then um, Lexi Robinson, like that's his fiance and so she is you know they're with them like all the time of oh course. i didn't know that's lexi's fiance yes yes that's lexi's fiance yes is okay. that okay does that put all some right. things together? i know her better yes I know lexi okay better. i figured you did i was like you probably know lexi and then of course april as well so like you get the april james and then lexi is there all the time with them and then trent is just like my Got it. he is so he does such a great job he's just such a visionary and he's like an infant which makes me crazy but also good for him so he's got it figured out <laughs> at his young age and um it was it was very special that first time i saw it it was a great show and then yeah. the second time i saw it it was like okay and then like every time i saw it it got more intense and more emotional and right it meant more. that's the 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 sign of a yes. great show choir show Agreed. is one that you can watch multiple times mm-hmm. and you get something more and different from each exactly. time you watch it. Exactly. And this was definitely one of those. So I agree with you. It was kind of a watershed moment for them and for a lot of groups around that area. Yeah. So I'm glad so you brought that up. 
That's like sort of my uh, early, early, mid, late. Uh, that's a great way right? to guess. Thank you for that. You spice those like out nicely. Traditional show choir and then like sort of the early nexus the kind of, of California, the California Revolution. And then yep. like contemporary. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was very the, well put the together. Burbank, the Burbank Burroughs arms race is what we used to call it. Did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I love that. it was like, how do we push it forward so far so fast? It was like, well, because we're like crosstown rivals yeah everybody's like kind of mad about it but we're just like going two one one two two one one two yeah at every competition yeah but that's that's all you need Uh and it was like well we can do this yeah we can do this right we can do this and listen from the outside with our popcorn we were all really enjoying it (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) it was it was a it was a good it was a good time yes and it's there was happening. like our um one of our main tech dads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this, but Keith Stevens, uh, and he's he's still okay. helping us and and giving us incredible ideas. Yeah, he had two kids go through our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second of which was like in the two thousand nine yes show era, okay. right? Um, his brother mm-hmm. had his kids went through Burbank's program. And so he was like the technical director for Burbank. (laughs) Um, And so there was also this like competing brothers. That's incredible. That went on, (laughs) but also like, but also like helping because they're brothers. Yes. So then like when his connections or expertise, like it would be like, oh, my brother's coming and like dropping off like this grill for our fundraiser. But they're like bitter enemies at competition and be like, oh, well, actually, I'm going over to like build, like do the wiring for right. this like set piece for them. And like they would help each other. Yes. But not give each other ideas. But not really help that. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. know that they could call and ask when it's like his expertise or his ex- oh my expertise. Gosh. Um, what a great thing. And that, that was that era as well. So there was even more. And they're just like the trash talkiest. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just a great, great family. Um, so that was, again, pushing us more into this, like, war. It was, like, yes. the war of the just the city, but also the war of this one particular family. <laughs> we it all was... benefited from your war. Thank you for the work you did <laughs> yeah. during your war. Oh, you know what I forgot to ask earlier, and I need, it sort of fits in with this, is um, bands are different for you guys in California than it is in most places in the country. Do you allow pro players? Do you, is it students? Do you hire out bands? How does that work for you guys? All of the above. Okay. Um, okay. Our, my particular band mm-hmm. is a pro rhythm section okay. and student, student horns. Okay. Um, Burbank and LaSalle are all pro mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are places that are all student bands as okay. well. Okay. We don't do combo judges. I noticed that. Yes. That's not a thing in California. That's yeah. There's sometimes a category like in the mm-hmm. in the regular like vocal spreadsheet, mm-hmm. like the music spreadsheet, yeah. that might address the combo, or maybe in the show spreadsheet that'll okay. address the combo and how it like fits into the show. Yeah. But. It's more like the overall effect of it more than they're being judged uh, separately because student combos aren't so big that it 
warrants like, a category, yeah. Right, like that it feels like you're trying to also educate them. Yes. Because those student, like my student combo kids, like mm-hmm. they're competing in their own competitions with our yes. instrumental program. Yes. Like they're basically the lead players of the jazz band right. that's going to like, you know, the Monterey Jazz Festival. And, that, and yeah. like mm-hmm. they're doing their own stuff and we're just trying to not schedule stuff at the same time so that they can play our shows <laughs> yes. too. Yes. Uh, so they have band programs and they just have fun playing for the show choir combo mm-hmm. the, the, that are in combo. Yeah. Um, and I usually have like different horn players for my advanced choirs and my intermediate choirs. Okay. Just because like we're trying not to overload the kids. They've got other totally. stuff to do. And that's the reason that I don't have kid rhythm section. Mm-hmm. Just because the pro guys just, it's so much music because they're also playing like. And they can just come in and sit in and get it done. Solo yeah. solo numbers and our yeah. shows and stuff. Like it's just so yeah. much music that it needs to be, mm-hmm. it needs to be pros. And and my main piano player is also like my assistant musical director. And right. Dan, Dan Scoville, he arranges like a bunch of our music. Right. So like. Yeah. It all connects. The um, I think that's something else that's, of course, different about the sound. But also some there. choral directors play piano well, unlike me, who <laughs> plays piano really badly i can fake i'm a so. great faker give me chords and i can sort of just sort of make it up enough with decent rhythm but i mean no you can't stick something I, in front of me I, Reed. i'm i can't even fake it <laughs> i will it's, teach you how it's, it's a, really not that hard i will a, teach you how it's a it's a pathetic scene really um but your kids are doing okay dude it's really fine <laughs> yeah they're fine because doesn't seem they, to have been a problem in your teaching i guess is my point they, well, let's 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 say this. They don't rely on the piano mm-hmm. for support. My kids because like that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes directors that play piano too well mm-hmm. create students who are piano dependent, and they get lazy ears too. I mean, like you have to uh, you have to take your fingers off the keys to make sure mm-hmm. sometimes to make sure that your your kids are singing truly independently Wait, we're just doing a service um, to humanity by not playing for our children is what we're saying you know you're welcome guys i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> if you're a good piano player know when to stop right know when to walk away from the bench that's for sure okay well right. i didn't want to forget to ask about bands so i'm glad that i said that okay so then the follow-up question to favorite shows you've seen um is the favorite show you've done i know everyone always had a hard time with this one so stop <laughs> I, it's Sophie's choice. I can't choose I between my babies. Um, but we, is there anything um, that sticks out in your head? Maybe not even because it like won a lot or it was particularly like the best show, but like what are the ones that really like stick out for you for one reason or another? Well, the 2009 show obviously sticks out, mm-hmm. the Pretender show. <laughs> I could um, do the dance where they drag their hands down and like do the oh. – yeah, so they smear their makeup. Smearing the fa- it. It's the, just... the fake out makeout. Yes, yes. Where like the, the, the couples, the couples go yes. go in for a kiss, and then the boy throws the girl yes. away yes. and grabs her arm, and like all the girls like had bruises. And they're was throwing themselves. Like... They throw themselves away from him, and they pull back, and, and I then just they pull think... back in. Yes. I just think of the slapping the legs and the, the pulling their hands down and like you said the the smearing of, yes that and then flowing their hands off this I mean there's so much of that choir I could do I'm like a 40 year old woman that's nuts that yes. I know it that well but I love that show so I'm glad you had just that one don't listen to that as an example of our healthy vocal production because well you know what when you've already established and done 20 minutes of good mm-hmm. vocal production and singing mm-hmm. then at the very end you of your show out. when you're yeah. doing the Foo Fighters song yeah. you're allowed 
there's like there's a line and you're yeah. I'm like kids this is where you're going to cross that line yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's not going to do permanent vocal damage because it's only for it. a little bit mm-hmm. but you are going to mm-hmm. go past go past the uh, acceptable vocal mm-hmm. uh, lines that we draw it uh it's effective in that moment I'll tell you <laughs> but yes everyone go back and listen to the entire show do not just zip so, ahead to the closer. 2009 is one of the shows that stuck out, but at the same time, I think, like, at the time, like, 2008 seemed even, uh, I don't know, more groundbreaking in some crazy way. 2009 was just such a big show. So I guess, I don't know, both of those two was, like, sort of a pair. Sure. Um, Gosh, the Star Wars show was so fun. I almost mentioned that earlier. That Star Wars short. that was like 11 no 11 yeah it was 11 okay yeah it was 11 um oh god that, that the was alice, also, yeah okay the alice in wonderland show mm-hmm. like not because it was my favorite show but because the kids were like such badass singers 14 that was 10 oh that's before the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that was that was 10 yep um and then, like, some of the more recent ones, I mean, you can't... 2013, where we just, like, decided that year we were going to learn to tap. It was just so good. <laughs> and do that whole, like, that that was that was a great show. I think we, from the beginning, that was... It was a... That was one of my least stressful years, because from really? the beginning, I knew that, that how good that show was going to be. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It was, like, really obvious right away. Totally, yeah. How good how good it was going to be. And it got good, like, before the first competition. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it just yes. came to it came together, yes. and it was just like, we're, yeah, we're, it was so fun because it was fun to be, like, killer. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was, I mean, the diversity in that show, uh, the costuming in that show, oh, my gosh, I would want to wear every single one of those. I mean, it would be horribly inappropriate, but, oh, my goodness, like, <laughs> an adult like yeah. me, but beautiful costuming, great singing from the choir, but also soloists. I mean, yeah, you guys, that was that was nuts. So. Yeah. Okay, so 2013, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to start mentioning every show because there's something you I are. love about each of them. But, but like, I also love all your shows, so I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> like, the, like, the baby crows, like, um, like, and yes. those, I, what was that show even called? Um, I never know With the, the like, the evil, like, the, the, the evil skeleton man and turning the kids into crows and, I do and not those know kids, the name of that, those yes. kids, like, weren't the best singers. Mm-hmm. But that was like one of the most creative shows yep. we ever did, and one of the weirdest shows we ever did with the, you know, yes. the crazy, crazy crow witch and the purple, purple gypsy king, and mm-hmm. that was all wacky, wackadoodle. I had a kid tell me that they think that that is actually the plot of Moira Rose's Crows movie that she does, that she goes and films. Have you seen Shit's Creek? Have you seen that show? I have not seen. I had a child I'm, tell me it, they hypothesized that. I'm still in season one. Okay, I'm but, sorry. Yes. But she goes to film it's a movie. Definitely, and they're like, it's we definitely. Think, I'm going to go with it's that. de- That's definitely the, the plot of Moira's. Yes, I think you're perfect. They're like, they stole crash. that from Jen and Jen. I was like, it's entirely possible, guys. You know, weirder things have happened than Dan Levy being Listen, like, you know what? I saw this show. <laughs> when <laughs> I still think that when they filmed the pilot for Glee in my classroom, that they left uh they left like spy cameras because 
for seasons, every season of Glee, like uh -huh. there would be right before we premiered the show, yeah. they the would Glee episode yeah. would come out and do it. Like I swear to God in 2013, like they did their black and white opening number, yes. like old Hollywood number, like yeah. the, the week that we premiered Smash yeah. in black and white Hollywood. And I'm like, this Guys. is starting to get freaky. <laughs> like you say it's just the zeitgeist, but I really think that maybe there's probably, there's still some as you cameras. said, some truth in the middle somewhere. There is probably a little bit of both of those things happening, the zeitgeist, and them probably keeping an eye on what you guys were doing, don't you think? I mean, like, I would assume I, that anyway. I have no idea. I have I'm no idea. I'm going to choose but... that that's the story that they yeah. were watching. Ryan, Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy did say that he watched thousands of hours of show choir videos and Gosh. was particularly inspired by our shows. Well, I knew that. I mean, I think a lot of us that are into the folklore of show choir so, know that. But um, so maybe, maybe that did continue. God, uh, that first episode of Glee. I remember when that came on, and I was just out of my mind with how cool it was to see what I did for a living, even in its over-dramatized, not really accurate way. Like, but just seeing like any version of it, what I was doing in my real life on TV was like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. It was, it was, a, it was the a rehab time. number. Was... I was like, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> It was a, a short period of time where we didn't have to explain to people what exactly. we did for a living. Exactly. And those were nice years when you could be on an airplane yeah. and be like, have you seen Glee? That's what I do. And people go, oh. And they're like, but not really. I don't really do it. Just but, quite yeah. like that. But <laughs> less of the side storylines, more of just the singing and dancing on stage. Um, okay. Yeah. So you've named six shows. That was a busy time shows. for us. Oh, I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was. We made, we you... made a lot of money performing as like the real life Glee in that era. Did you do Dancing with the Stars or is that one of the other two? I'm sorry. I can't remember. That was us. That was you guys. Okay. I remember that with the yeah. boxes. Yeah. 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 That. We did Dancing with the Stars. We did like three or four seasons of The Voice. Yes. I remember that too. We were on. Who did we America's were on... Got Talent? Was that? That was us too. Um, well, those are all very good answers of shows. I would agree and just list every show you've ever done if I were making yeah. a list for also, you. Also, like, also the Haitian Revolution show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Gosh, they're all and so then, good. Jen Unjin still says that her favorite show uh, that she's ever done is the 2020. And I, haven't, show. I haven't even seen a video of it yet. It's, it's up. It's there. Okay, I'm going to go look for it. it. It probably would have been developed more. Of course, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. It was done Okay. in, in pop show. Okay. Neither of the competitions were completely finished, but okay. in pop show... It was done. It it wasn't perfect, but to her, it's like oh. an art an artistic achievement because it, yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a storyline. Oh, I like it that. was it was uh, commedia dell'arte like yeah. archetype characters, okay. and it was just kind of weird and okay. I'm gonna go look it up. It's weird and artsy. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And again, remember, everybody, I put these links in the in the comments for you so you can click and you can go watch these things. Okay, well, this may actually have a video, too, because there was videos when we were in high school. They're just usually on VHS. Maybe somebody's converted this. But can you tell us the songs you did in your senior year of high school show? Senior year senior of high year. school show. Um, yes, we opened with Ray of Light by Madonna. Of course you did. That was the time. Yes. <laughs> We had little LED lights, and we turned off the stage lights. Oh, fun. And did the colored, like, yes. little 
keychain mm-hmm. lights. It was very, very forward thinking for the time. I was going to say very smart. Yes. Because mm-hmm. all b- before the black that blackout effects were just flashlights, but ours were colored. So. Ooh. <laughs> um, my solo was "In Your Eyes" by Peter Gabriel. Oh, I love that song. Okay. Which was like our not acapella acapella. Right. It was like an acapella style number, but like with percussion and like sort of um, a little bit of like African dance influence. Yes. For those who don't know, ballads have to be acapella in California. Yes. And then. I guess it doesn't have to be a ballad. Maybe it's just one number that has to be acapella. I don't know. Am I saying that wrong? It doesn't have to be a ballad yes, at all. But usually it is. And and sometimes, depending on the competition, it doesn't even have to be a whole song. It can just be like a segment. Like a segment. Okay. Cause we have done the a cappella where the band comes in in the middle. Yes. Trick. And then grows to this big moment. Um and yeah. that but he gets to conduct. Like you'll see the director standing at the front of the stage for those of you who haven't ever seen that before. So Yeah, I I actually conduct from the front of the audience. Okay, that's yeah. I don't conduct on stage yes. personally, but some directors do. Okay. Um but I'm also not back with the band cuz I have a band leader. Right. Yes. So you're easier so to I don't stand up from a to, seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to like walk out. Stand right. up from the worst the worst seat in the house by the way. From <laughs> center. Staring at your kid's nose the entire time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Okay, so in, in your eyes. In your eyes. Um I want to say our actual a cappella was Once Upon a December from Anastasia. That seems like that's very likely for the time. Yes. <laughs> um, and, ah, yes, we did Landslide. Oh, wow. Took my love, took it down. Love that. And then we did... I know the song is not called Shake Like an Earthquake, but that's like what we called it. Okay. It was literally from one of those, like, so, you know, like songs of the 90s, songs of the 2000s. Oh, like, like a compilation. Like ra- random compilation album. It was a techno. That's what I call music volume seven, but the techno. Yeah, version. yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was like <laughs> from one of those albums. It was... A techno song where lovers are dancing on clouds that are silvery white. And it might have been two songs even mashed together. Okay. People are changing and rainbows are shining all night, all night. Uh, I don't know. Shake like an earthquake. What was that song really called? I don't really know. I'm going to Google some of the lyrics and see if I can come up with an answer. But yes, that also feels very late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> Oh, it was so lit. We had that, that, my senior year show. Oh, God, the costumes. Um, It was a special time, kids. (laughs) It was a really special time. The boys were in these really poorly made, like, gunmetal slacks. Oh. With a black t shirt. Okay. And a similarly poorly made. silver jacket yeah there was a lot of that going on at the time (laughs) and then the girls were in these silver shiny stretchy pants oh with a black tank top 
And then their costume change was going to be this green, it was like a green ombre. Oh, okay. It went from light to dark. Yeah. That was like, kind of like, had this like embroidered texture on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And the dress showed up. Like, the dresses showed up. And the ombre was terrible. And they were so ugly that Jen Unjin, like, discarded them. Oh, no. I think we, we, we end up taking choir pictures in them. Oh. And right. maybe use them for, like, a pop show number. So <laughs> yeah. parents get mad that they right. just paid, like, All some obscene yeah. amount for, a, you know, a Hideous custom. dresses, Yeah. $300 dress that we never wore in competition. Right. And they had taken, they had used <laughs> the same fabric in the girls' pants that they had bought extra of to make these little, like, uh, hoodie jackets Okay. for our intermediate women's choir. <laughs> okay. And Jen, like, went and was just like, we're using we're these. We're taking for these? <laughs> And, like, took them and put them on the girls so that they had a jacket that matched their pants. Yes. And their their costume change was taking off the jacket. <laughs> Boom. Every girl in America rejoices. That's never our costume change. <laughs> That's never the costume change. I think they were able to get more fabric and remake the same hoodies for the women's choir. Yeah, so like, still, oh, that's And it was kind of cool We're because then, like, the... the <laughs> The, like the novice women had the same yeah. costume piece as the advanced yeah. girls, but like there was also the realization that like they stole our costume. <laughs> <laughs> also, a hoodie and giant pants is, is also very the time. Like they're just there's so much about well, them. Well, the, the, just... yeah, the girls' pants. The girls' pants were like leggings. They were tight. oh, they were not the palazzo kind that I'm picturing. They were in my not brain. The, no, no, no. Okay, they were right. they were. Basically, like what we would call silver leggings. Now. Yes. Okay. Oh my um, gosh! Wow. Shiny. I'm shiny praying silver. there is a video of this. I'm going to look at the deep dark recesses of the interwebs and see if I can find it. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. There might be. I'm gonna see. There might be. We'll find out. I've got my sources. I'll ask. Okay. Your final question. This one's always fun. Your most embarrassing stage moment. Either as a performer or a director, but most embarrassing stage moment. Easy. Just told this story to my kids. Great. <laughs> um, freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, we ha- we do school assemblies for our pop show. Okay. So it was a school assembly performance. So in front of the student body, yeah. always the always the most appreciative and right. supportive. Right. They're audience. super great. <laughs> um, I was I was sort of selected okay. by some of the older boys to be in this quintet of guys number. Okay. It was five guys, five guys named Mo. Oh yeah. Super yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate. We we're all white. It was um, a different time again. Yes. Not an excuse, but we just really didn't, didn't know a whole lot better. <laughs> didn't know, didn't know any better. I had never seen the show. Right. At that point. Even didn't know, know that anything that was about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was little. I was little Mo because I was the tallest, biggest guy. Yep. And then the the little tiniest freshman was Big Mo. Um, and then there was like three other senior guys in it. So we do the song, goes off really well, and we have like a we fill in the orchestra pit. Okay. For that show. Yeah. And it's like a step down. Okay. 
and for some reason like at that time they weren't like doing full blackouts it was sort of like blue out <laughs> okay like, it was like not fully black but anyways i not in the regular show the, the full show i didn't have two numbers in a row but for whatever reason i think the very next number in the assembly i was also in as maybe like a backup dancer or something yeah and so i had to make a quick change to oh. get back on stage that I didn't normally have to make and had never practiced. Great. So I'm super nervous doing this quintet and know that I have to like book it off stage, yeah. like almost before the numbers like really fully even done. done. Yeah. And so I am trying to get from this down pit fill to yeah. the stage and I like run and, and make a leap over the like ledge, but my toe catches. Oh no. And in front of the student body, I just take a full face plant. <gasps> oh my gosh. With the lights still on. Yep, still blue. And then to make it worse, in my panic scramble then to get up and get off stage, I, my feet are going like yeah. as fast as they can. Yeah. But I get up and slip again and face plan again. And then am now like close to side stage and then crawl the rest of the way off. (laughs) To roaring laughter by the crowd. Basically what I'm doing from teenagers. Oh no only silver lining to the story because every upperclassman in the school knew that I had just embarrassed myself. Yes. It had been a comedy. Five Guys Named Mo was a comedy number. True. We're playing it as a comedy number. I got back to my like freshman class. Yes. After the assembly and of course you have to like walk in late because you're like. We're performing. Yes. We're performing. And somebody in the class was like so that fall was that like part of the number? Like that was like part of the joke. And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, it was. And like, there are probably people in the class who knew that that wasn't the case, but there were enough of them that believed me that it didn't like become, I didn't become a legend. Your name wasn't like faceplant from that day forward. Oh, They, they forgot about it. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, that's like that's like the bit. Totally, the pratfall. That's the whole joke, guys. You got it. You got it. I'm just <laughs> real good at it. Oh, my gosh. And at I that know, age. It, lo- oh. it looked like it hurt, huh? Yeah, I'm not bleeding. There are no stitches here, friends. <laughs> I just, at that age, I couldn't have. I would have been like, it wasn't on purpose. And just started crying because girls. But good for you for having the presence of mind <laughs> to say Yes. Yeah. Second most embarrassing moment goes to that time when in middle school we were performing on a cruise ship and the two side clips of my tuxedo pants, which was our show choir costume, came open and they were like really big pants that were sucked all the way in. And I'm like front and center dancing and my pants just like slowly start to go down and I'm like trying to hold it up. And then I run side stage during like a transition. Yes. And the 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 stage crew like cruise guy yeah. goes like I got this and grabs a roll of black gaff tape and gaff tapes my pants <laughs> to me 
and then pulls the cummerbund down over the duct tape and sends me back on stage. I mean, honestly, real clever thinking there. <laughs> I have threatened to do that to children. I've never done that. To <laughs> Those are great stories. Honestly, as soon as you said middle school performing, I was like, yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, that's everybody. Just being in middle school and performing is your most embarrassing moment. Like, yeah. period. End of discussion. Um, we thought we were. We thought we were super badass. Though. Well, I think that that's what everyone is trained to think at that age. Otherwise, you wouldn't move forward to sh- high school show choir, right? Um, well, thank you so much for chatting today. Um, as foretold, we could talk about this for hours, and we, we did. So thank you for giving me so much of your time today. I'm so glad to do this. It has been a pleasure. Thank you.